Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
trap house be from a spaz out stunt pull the lax out in case you cast doubt i'm doing everything i rap about and that's on everything hold up standing on the club couch on the corner thugged out chicks stick their tongues out i pull ones out i'm doing everything i rap about and that's on everything hold up Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. This is your 
Friday. Yeah, this is your Friday episode. This is the Beverly Hills recap. Uh, we have made it through another week, you guys. I got to this. Um, I've had an unhinged week and then watching this episode last night. My week was so unhinged that I was like, well, maybe this episode is kind of normal. And then I went back and watched it two more times. And I was like, this is insanity. I will cut you down. <laughs> Does anybody want Rena Rosé? Were we wait, what? I, I am I mistaken? I feel like we've got it's like skin cream. We've got enough rosés on the market. Like I was good with Vanderpump Rosé. I mean, it's like, you know, how many is that going to be the next thing like Bravo Books is that everybody's going to start really it's like, <laughs> you know, Luke Gulbrunson's rosé. Oh my God, I'm saying it now. It's probably going to happen. Dorinda Medley, she has a bourbon. I mean, that must be the new thing that they're getting offered. I mean, and Erica, of course, she has, I think, the only, not hair extensions, because I know they're, didn't Kim Zolziak? Yeah, she had a hair extension line, but Erica is doing it for for now uh, in this day, in uh, the year of our Lord, 2022. So how are you guys doing out there? I hope you have had a decent week. Uh, I'll talk to you guys a little bit about my mom update here in a second. But thank you so much for everybody that reached out this week and wished my mom good luck on her surgery. And it really did mean a lot. I, um, you know, I don't, uh, like, I, I'm not good at handling things. I don't know. I don't fall apart, but I internalize a lot. And I don't know if you guys do that as well. So I put myself in my own kind of miserable cage a lot of the times. And um, so this this week was hard and I probably made it harder uh, just by being me. So <laughs> and also you guys, we so we had Monday, we had Sophie and I did a bunch of pop culture stories before that. Tuesday, we did a Southern Charm recap and I did more pop culture stories. Wednesday, I took off. Uh, Thursday, we came back with a vengeance. We had Maggie Kelly, who is at Best of Bravo on uh, the old Instagrams. And I got to tell you guys, I, I got a comment and I felt this during, but I want to explain. I mean, <laughs> I was I was so hyper during the interview with Maggie because I'm kind of friendly with Maggie and I just haven't talked to her in a long time. So at times I forgot I was even doing a podcast and it's not like, it's not like a method actor was like, I was just so in character. No, no, no. I just was so excited and I was so stressed out about my mom because it was actually the day of her surgery and she was waking up and, and I just heard she woke up and I was just, I was really I just, I don't know. I was just really happy to not be thinking about my mom for an hour, you know? And that's why, and I felt it too. I was just so excited. You know, it's like you have somebody like Maggie that watches all the Bravo shows, has all these cool experiences. And it's like, you can go anywhere in the conversation. And I was just so excited. So it's not the most attractive thing though, when, uh, you know, if I cut somebody off or whatever. And I, I reached out to her today and, and, and she, she's awesome. She, there was not, it wasn't an issue like that. I still, I still had a great time. Unfortunately, I, I, I get always bummed if you guys don't enjoy it, but I personally needed that. So I guess there was a little of use to it, even though I think it was a really, I mean, I, I can take five moments that I think are really funny in that interview. But today, luckily, I will only step over my own words. And uh, and then on Monday, we'll start it all over again. We'll be having some more uh, uh, great guests. Uh, if you have any suggestions, though, for guests, uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, you can email there. And also, you guys, like, if you do have a comment about you know, if you don't like me or if that, like, you know, send it to an email. You don't need to tweet it. You don't need to. I mean, I don't know, because then it makes me feel like you just want people to know I suck. And then that's like such a bummer because you're like, I don't feel like this is helpful. You just want people to know I suck. And it's like, 
I'll let people know I suck. I'll take care of that for you. Uh, I suck. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so on to my mom. So she had surgery this week. And by the way, I need to know the listener. I have to imagine it's a listener. Uh, my parents, my mom got a thing in the mail today. Uh, uh, it was a, a necklace, a, home, like a, a really cool necklace uh, that says, fuck cancer. And because uh, that's one of the things that my mom's dealing with right now. And it did not have a note, but I, it sounds like a baddie. It sounds like a so bad it's good listener. Um, so please let me know who did that. And then I thought I was going to get in trouble. Like, I was like, did you do that? Did you curse on a necklace, Ryan? I thought I was going to get in trouble from my parents. Uh, and I was like, no, mom, I don't have a potty mouth. It's my listeners who have a, a very bad it's bad potty mouth and they make jewelry out of it. But also I do want to say fuck cancer. <laughs> fuck you cancer. Um, so she is doing, so the surgery went great. Um, so they had to remove this gigantic, like tumor mass thing right by her adrenal gland. So it was affecting hormone production and all this stuff. Unfortunately it has been like kind of leaking poisonous stuff. And I don't, I, you know, I know my mom's going to be pissed at me saying most of this anyways, but, um, so this is the first part of it. Then they're going to go and do tests on the tumor. And then in like, uh, I think that's like 10 to 14 days. And then we will start chemo or find out the plan of action from there. The only thing that sucked though, uh, is that, uh, I mean, so many things sucked, but it was (laughs) that she, she gets nauseous with pain medication. So they were trying to give her opioids, which I was like, I'll do them mom. Like I can, I can handle that shit. Um, and and she was throwing throwing up like she was, it was physically ill every time so she was not getting pain medication so she was in a lot of pain and this is this sucks you guys and if you are uh, an older listener or you know just like because she, she had shingles a couple years ago and it is one of the most painful things as you get older to have shingles and when you have um, you know other illnesses and stuff like that it can reactivate the shingles by the way this is the great. <laughs> By the way, Eric and Lisa, if you're listening, uh, I have a feeling you're going to get shingles at some point. No, um, <laughs> not me. And if I do, I'm going to sell it in my rosé. <laughs> Lisa in a rosé with shingles. <laughs> Harry, do you like that? <laughs> yes. Yes, Lisa. Yes, I do like that. Can I go take a private walk now? Um, we'll get to that scene in a sec. Uh, but yeah, it reactivated her shingles, and that is one of the most painful things. So... Um, she, uh, is, is kind of in misery in terms of the pain and uh, hopefully that will go away. But you guys, I mean, that's why I, I think sometimes I'm as silly as I am on here or I watch the shows that I do. I mean, because and I, 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 it's, you know, you guys know, you guys have had sick family members or you've been sick yourselves or you contemplate life and death all of a sudden. And it's like really intense feelings and stuff because you know, no matter what, there's no escaping it. Like none of us get out of this alive, you know, like we all at some point have to go and uh, that kind of stuff will really, um, you know, it really bums me out. And the other thing was, I told you guys this week, we'll have my mom on. Hopefully she will feel okay enough to come on for like five minutes next week uh, to kind of just, you know, give a little firsthand experience of uh, shingles and getting something removed from your body. But she didn't want me there. She said I was going to make her more nervous. And that really bummed me out uh, because she let my sister and my dad be there. And so then they're like, I'm getting like live stream updates from the hospital 
And, you know, and then my dad, then I, then I got really, she was waking up and they were both texting me and I was like, what the fuck? I'm not at the party where my mom's waking up from the surgery. And like, I even had a bag packed. I was ready to like hop a flight or get in the car and drive. And I still am. And I know I'll probably have to go down there and work out of Arizona for a while, depending on what this next step is which I hope you guys will. I don't think you guys listen because I, I podcast out of Los Angeles. I literally podcast and you're like, uh, ever since he went to Arizona, you can just tell it's too hot for him. He's not giving nearly at all. And that's just my mom moaning in the background. Oh, shingles, fuck cancer. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, it, but Everything, this part is good, you know, it's just that, of course, you don't want your mom ever to be in pain, but uh, I just wanted to give you a quick update. I said I was going to on today's show, and that is what I have. The shingles thing kind of like surprised me. I, I wasn't aware of that. And then it's great to get your dad's text messages on this, like, up, oh, just throwing up again. Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> and then I, uh, my dad said he, uh, he knew she was starting, he knew she was getting back to normal when she started um, uh, talking a lot to the uh, the nurses and stuff, like over-talking, which is kind of what I, I get that from Becky Bailey. But I thought that was a funny thing of like, yep, she's uh, telling these people what they should be doing and all that stuff. So it looks like she's getting back to normal. And I was like, yeah, did they tell, did she tell uh, any of the nurses anything wrong about you, dad? Because that's the other thing she'll do. By the way, can I tell you this? <laughs> she'll tell, this is like a, per- this is between us. Do your parents ever do this? My mom overshares personal information about me that is not even true. Like she, um, she, she, uh, like she, like, okay. When I go to the bathroom, I bring my phone in there. I'm doing important work. I'm making memes, making magic happen, you know, and sometimes I'll like make sounds. I'll be like, ah, da, da, ba, ba. I'll be, ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. I'll make sounds, but it's like, Okay, like I'm not like, oh, oh my God. And she told my friend that sometimes she worries I have hemorrhoids because I'm in there too long and that she'll sometimes hear sounds when I visit. Telling a friend that she thinks I have hemorrhoids. First off, I don't, I want to shut that room. I want to shut that shit down right now. I'll show you my butt on YouTube right now. I do not have hemorrhoids. But she, then she goes to the and goes, and you know, his dad had hemorrhoids. I didn't even know my dad had hemorrhoids. She's telling strangers about my dad's hemorrhoids. And I was like, what the hell? I don't even know what a hemorrhoid is. I'm in there doing work, you guys. Like, my God. So if I, uh, we'll, we'll talk to my mom about this when she's on the show next. I need to remember to ask her about this. How are you guys doing? I feel like I've really monopolized our time here by telling, I hope you guys are going, doing good. I'm, I'm so tired right now. I was really thinking about not doing this, but then I was like, no, I want to do this because it actually gets me out of my head. And it's, I just, I, I love to think about people enjoying this. Um, I hope you guys do. And thank you so much, um, for, for continuing to listen. If you do like the show, please leave a five-star podcast, five-star review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Uh, thank you to Juliana Carraza who did, uh, the notes again today that really helped me out so much because 
It was the last thing I wanted to do was type down verbatim uh, about Lisa and, you know, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I wanted to do wine. <laughs> like, come on, man. Pick a lane. Is it lip kits or is it wine? Like, I just feel like any of these ladies, you throw a product at them, they're like, yeah, slap my name on it. Let's go. Let's do it. Like, I don't associate alcohol with Lisa Rinna. I associate pills with Lisa Rinna. Like, I associate big lips. Like, the lip kits to me were like, hell yeah, man. That makes sense. You need a bunch of lip kits to cover that kind of wide amount of space on your lips, Lisa. But other than that, like, I was like, Rosé, what the f- what are you fucking talking? Or even put Harry's Bolognese. I mean, it would be a perfect, like, we never got the beer cheese out of Jackson Brittany. But it was like, yeah, I want Mama's beer cheese. The Harry's Bolognese, wouldn't you just buy it for the jar alone? What the fuck am I going to do with Rena Rosé? What am I going to do with Rena Rosé? Because you know it's going to give you a bad hangover. Hands down. Which, by the way, we will do a test on this show when Rena Rosé comes out. I will drink a whole bottle on the show and we'll see what happens. I probably will die. And that's why this show is kind of... It's like scientific. Like, we're actually exploring things. I'm kind of like Neil Armstrong, like going up to the moon. I'm like doing things that nobody else will put their body through for you guys. Also, if you are thinking that something's wrong with your eyes, you are not. I had said earlier in this week, I did get into the bathroom and uh, I took a lot of my stress out on my facial hair. And which, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I read a YouTube clip that said I looked really old with the beard. And then I was like, fuck that. And uh, I shaved it down to a mustache, and now I can't, uh, I'm not allowed to be within 50 yards of any kind of school. So that's perfect. No, I'll probably shave this this weekend, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Like, I feel like I'm like an actor, and I'm like, I feel like, wow, am I about to join Top Gun Maverick? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fun. You're like, ooh, who's this new guy? And then you're like, oh, it's the same old guy, same old Ryan. But it was exciting. It's exciting for a second. I don't know if you guys are going to like it. It's. Mm, we'll see how it moves. I don't know. Uh, I think that is everything. Of course, there are so many news stories I want to cover, which we'll talk about on Monday. I do need to get into Dane Cook. Uh, happy engagement to your 23-year-old future bride that you met when she was 17. Amazing. Tracy Morrissey, our friend, uh, an amazing podcaster and writer. She did an amazing group of stories on her Instagram, I think, today. And really didn't went down that rabbit hole. And I have known about I have known about that rabbit hole for a long time. And I can't wait to talk about that on Monday's show. Uh, of course, I also want to talk about Kylie Jenner in the lab. She uh she, she's 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 in the stew. She's in the studio mixing up those makeup kits herself without any kind of PPE or hair nets. And then she got into a fight with somebody on Instagram and pretty much admitted that it's a fake factory she uses for social media purposes, which is just like, how deep does this how weird every time I think there's not a conspiracy then there turns out to be some kind of weird conspiracy also i would love to talk about alec jones this isn't a political podcast but i i guess i won't but i don't know if you guys saw that clip where he's in a trial against the uh, some of the parents from the sandy hook uh horrible tragedy because he said sandy hook never happened it was like insane and alex jones to me is like it's almost like a sketch comedian he's like oh i'll tell you why blah, 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 blah. you know and he's a he, very rich the info wars his show uh makes tons of money but he got sued and he lost today for 4.1 million dollars but uh they had this amazing moment uh it almost it was so amazing that i was like is this is this a scripted television show? Like, is Kylie Jenner doing makeup in the back? Is it just like a fake set of a courtroom? But 
his his lawyers accidentally sent every text message on his phone for the last two years. Like he was, they were only meant to send like a something and they sent the whole thing. And so they found out that, you know, he had perjured himself on the stand and they got, um, Alex Jones on the stand and said, do you know how we got this? I don't know. I, 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 you know, and, 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 and it was like one of those TV scenes where in real time, we saw that this guy got caught lying And I don't know, that's weird. Like with anything, you guys, I always say this with this show, with any show, be skeptical. Don't believe everything, you know, like just really always do research for yourself. There's so many voices out there. Always follow your gut, but also just know we're in a time, especially where people are just saying shit that's not true left and right. And you can even point to the housewives for that. Remember, I had nothing to do with my husband's stuff. I'm Echo Jane. I have sex all the time. I get dick down, honey. Dick, dick, dick. Suck, suck, suck. I'm a dominatrix. It's me, Echo Jane. I want things in my butt. <laughs> By the way, I love when I do that. And I have a framed photo of Tom Girardi in his law outfit, his little superhero photo right there. Uh, he's always watching over me. Tom, did you know... Uh, that Erica this week talked about being a dominant, wanting to be a dominatrix. Well, that's great, Ryan. Um, uh, did you? Can I tell you a little story about John Wayne? <laughs> well, I was a kid, and I went into the barn, and there he was. <laughs> uh, there is a new story developing in Erica Jane News. You guys, is that the LA Times did another bombshell article today? Like. LA Times has such a boner for this story. And you might be like, oh, that's unfair. But remember, not really because Erica Jane's a facet of this story. But remember, Tom Girardi was a very powerful lawyer. And in this story, it alleges that there were judges in Tom Girardi's pockets that were paid bribes to. And that is why the $800,000 earrings, um, Erica's fighting to get those back. And there's just the, the the headline of this article is unraveling the mystery of Erica Jane's 800,000 diamond, 800,000 diamond earrings and Tom Girardi's finances. The murky provenance of high end jewelry and the earrings that became a plot point in the downfall of high flying lawyer Tom Girardi. Um, and it's a whole story about these earrings in the LA Times. Really good, you guys. Um, we're not going to get into it all right now. Probably save a little bit for Monday. But it's interesting because all of these trustees are involved. You've heard Ronald Richards on this. I want to get the Bravo docket ladies back on to talk about this, actually. Sandra, if you're listening, let's try to reach out to them. I would love them to come back on. But uh, the diamond earrings he gave her around the time of their 2000 wedding when he was 60 and she was 28. What up, Dane? He didn't beat you, brother. (laughs) We're part of a collection that grew to include rings, bracelets, watches, and other jewelry with a total value once estimated at $15 million. Mikey's like, what? Oh my God, are you tin roof rusted? Uh, The earrings and other pieces came from MM Jewelers, a small shop tucked in a warren of similar outfits in downtown LA's jewelry district. Um, The relationship goes back a long way. They talked to the uh, jeweler. Erica Girardi possessed the earrings until at least 2007 when she embarked on a career bankrolled by her husband as pop singer Erica Jane. Um, It's at this point that the fate of the diamond studs became murky. In one version of events laid out by Tom Girardi in records submitted to bankruptcy court, the earrings were stolen in the early months of 2007 while the couple were out of town for a three-day weekend. 
So they're saying this is stolen, stolen jewelry. Fortunately, almost all of Erica's major pieces of jewelry were in a massive safe. That massive safe is called Mikey Minden. Hey, oh, no. Um, Girardi wrote in a 2012 letter to tax authorities that was later filed uh, in bankruptcy court. The earrings were not in the safe, the lawyer said, but rather in a little cup in her dressing room. The thieves took the earrings. Two of Tom's watches, two of her watches, and a bracelet. Can you imagine? What What are the chances? You put all of it in a big safe except for the $800,000 earrings. Like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it in a cup. Uh, uh, where should I keep these $800,000? I'll keep it in my mug. Little, my, my I Hate Mondays with Garfield mug. <laughs> um, in the latest version of events, though, Girardi has... MM jewelers make her near identical replacements. So this is the second time with these earrings. Um, and paid for them with a March 6, 2007 check for $750,000. It was drawn on a bank account for clients in a drug inquiry case. And it, it is the use of those settlement funds that has led U.S. bankruptcy judge Barry Russell to call the purchase of the earrings a crime. Russell ordered the earrings seized and sold. So you guys follow that? I'm. By the way, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm actually asked Ryan. Do you follow that before you try to explain that you're try, before you try to mansplain jewelry to women? Um, so basically, he had to buy a second pair. Said the first pair were stolen, right? But who knows? Got a second pair, but used funds from one of his clients. The money was drawn from a bank account from a drug inquiry, a drug, a drug injury case that he uh, he was working on. And those were the settlement funds. So that should clear it up, right? So that's illegal. She should give them back. Do you guys agree or not agree? I think that's pretty obvious. If those were ill-gotten gains, you can actually prove it came out of this account he wasn't supposed to spend and bought this. That's proof right there. Now, but other records reviewed by the Times suggest that version of events is untrue. The records from Pasadena police and an appellate court, appellate court indicate that the money was transferred to the jeweler long before the earrings were stolen. Pasadena police said there was only one burglary reported at the Girardi's home in 2007, a theft of jewelry during a three-hour window on the night of December 28th. That date is nine months after, after the $750,000 check to MM Jewelers. By the way, that Pasadena mansion, for such a nice area of town, it gets fucked with all the time. Remember, Tom fought off a burglar. Uh, uh. Remember that whole bit from last year? This house gets hit nonstop. Um, the police, so, I mean, this, this is, this is fascinating. We're getting crimes right and left from the, I mean, and I think they're going to keep getting uncovered. The police records are consistent with the Girardi's own timeline in a 2009 lawsuit against their homeowners association. The couple asserted in that litigation that diamond earrings were stolen December 28th from a glass jar on a bathroom counter. Wow went from a mug to a jar, along with several other pieces of jewelry. The date of the burglary was repeatedly cited in the litigation, which went on for three years, all the way to an appellate court. Uh, blah, 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 blah. In this version of the burglary, the Girardis were not on vacation when the tr crime occurred, but at dinner, and the earrings were valued at $1 million. They inflated the uh, what the, the values of the uh, earrings were. By then, state tax authorities were asking questions about the burglary and the earrings. In response, Girardi sent an official at the Franchise Tax Board in Sacramento, which he claimed to be documentation of the theft, including a copy of the $750,000 check, along with sworn declaration from the jeweler, 
But remember, the jeweler is his buddy. Girardi did not include a police report or a receipt for the jewelry's purchase, but he did direct tax authorities uh, to Thomas Layton, then a top investigator at the State Bar of California. Now, the State Bar is what gives out their lawyers their licenses. The bar. You have to pass the bar to become a lawyer. Now, he's pulling in his connections with the State Bar of California. So, of course, the tax board is going to be like, okay, well, that's obviously on the up and up. If you're letting us talk to a top investigator at the State Bar of California, there's no way that illegal impropriety could happen, right? Girardi wrote that Layton, quote, assisted us as a friend in the situation. That was a... Could you assist us as a friend in uh, consoling us over these stolen earrings? Uh, In his declaration, um, the jeweler recounted the matter was one of serious concern, and Tom asked me to try to duplicate the earrings that were stolen. I did exactly that. The actual value of the earrings is much greater if they were to be procured at Cartier or some similar store because, you know, jewelry markets, friend discounts, all that stuff, you know, you're getting it directly from the source. Now, I'm going to go through this, but already are you kind of thinking things like, well, maybe there's just been one pair of earrings the whole time, but they're trying to get um, two. I mean, trying to get the value of two insurance. Pay- I mean, there's so many possibilities here. It's unclear what became of the tax investigation. A spokesperson for the Franchise Tax Board said he could not comment on individual cases, but he said generally that the agency may reach out to taxpayers as part of its administration of the California personal income tax. Erica Girardi's attorney, Evan Borges. Evan, you must be having a hell of a couple years, buddy. Now, are you are you like Teresa Giudici's lawyer where you're going to start being on the show all the time? Remember when we saw Teresa? And by the way, Teresa's getting married this weekend. Send her well wishes. Um, he previously said, in, uh, sorry. So Borges declined to comment for this article. But he had previously said in court papers that the earrings were innocently received and that the bankruptcy trustee was trying to blame his client for events of 15 years ago at a law firm in which Erica had no part. Borges has made several arguments about why Erica should not be required to surrender the earrings, including that the purchase of the jewelry occurred too far in the past for the bankruptcy trustee to have any claim of them. But if it's used with ill-gotten money already, I feel like that's on the up and up and you can take that. Just because he didn't steal from the Lion Air money to get the diamond earrings doesn't mean you can't pay the... uh, It's crazy. Asked for an explanation of the conflicting burglary accounts, an attorney for the jeweler says, perhaps Girardi's version of facts is not credible despite a sworn declaration. Oh, you think? His character and credibility in light of everything that has happened speaks for itself with respect to version of what happened. So you're saying it's he's complete, completely full of shit? The bankruptcy, the bankruptcy court's interest in the earrings is not the only instance in which M&M jewelers' ties to Girardi have come under scrutiny. About a decade ago, you guys, Girardi wanted to buy a diamond ring, according to the jeweler and family friend, to pay for the stone. The jeweler borrowed money from this other dude, and then at the time, the other dude, who's a lawyer, was connected to people overseeing a settlement fund for victims of the Armenian genocide. Holy shit, are we about to get the Kardashians involved? Without the approval of the settlement board, he transferred $150,000 of the funds to the jeweler, which repaid the family friend, which he then repaid the family friend a year later. This is insane. It goes so... Okay, so the transaction and other problems with the settlement were reported to various law enforcement agencies. Uh, the jeweler said he was ultimately asked to testify before a grand jury where he recounted under oath that he used the money to buy a diamond to put in Girardi's ring. There are no records of the grand jury issuing any indictments. Um, Girardi remained a client of m M&M Jewelers through at least 2018, when he bought what the jeweler estimated to be six or seven pieces, 
what if Tom was like a big jewel? What if he was like Mr. T? He's always just like, you know, he has the suit on, but another suit he has just, he's like as many necklaces and chains as, you know, your favorite rapper. Uh, then uh, we have a quote. The trustee is basically doing a lot of investigative work trying to figure out where did Girardi get the money, who has the jewelry, and did Erica disclose all the jewelry. The diamond studs worth around a million sound might sound outlandish, but it is totally within the realm of possibility, uh, another jeweler, jeweler from Rodeo Drive Jewelry Boutique says. I know it sounds crazy, but that's a natural occurrence in the luxury market. Uh, he, uh, he said he has sold earrings with 10-carat diamonds on each ear before. Um Behind the counter at the store that uh, M&M store, the jeweler says, I have nothing to hide. The jeweler said he didn't want to disclose detailed information about Girardi or any other clients because discretion is key in his profession. I work with a lot of high profile people. I am in business where a husband comes in with his boyfriend, with his mistress, with his wife. Oh, my God. Is this jeweler the new Lisa Vanderpump? This jeweler is where you take your mistress. Sir, is where you. So, he, so. Remember, Erica is fighting to hang on to these, even though the judge already ruled for them to be taken and given, uh, put into a trust, and then eventually sold. Uh, but this is just more and more mess, you guys. Thank you for going with me on that. I'm glad we got to uh, glad we got to go through that mystery together. But I think it's important because it gives us, um, you know, it gives us important information, and we can kind of then deduce a little bit of where Erica's mental state might be, why she might need money from Dominatrixine. I mean, like seriously, at this point, I still never understand you guys. I say this week after week. Why the fuck would you just not like go here, take it? I mean, I want to do everything as as good as possible so you guys leave me the fuck alone from here on out. And it's just never going to happen. Oh, by the way, I just saw this. This is my uh, Sutton. I'll say, I'll say, Ron. You drinking out of my Sutton store mug? And uh, this is actually, this is perfect. This I have in my, I keep that in the cup. But guess what this is, you guys? Tom Sandoval gave me this when I did the house tour with him at his place. This is the hair that Jax Taylor wore on his head at his bachelor party when they all dressed up as old men and they wore the prosthetic makeup. This is the hair. And I love Tom Sandoval kept it. And then we went around his house. He was like, Hey, do you want this? Like he gave me like three or four props things. He's like, do you want this? It's Jax's hair from that. I was like, fuck yeah, I want this. I was like, how can we frame this? You can even see this little, little rubber band thing, like for the ponytail part of it. Truly this, this will be in the Smithsonian one day or the Ryan Nonian one day. Uh, I talked about shop Jax's closet yesterday with best of Bravo, Maggie, and the items are all still up there. If you've seen the uh, Instagram account and it's, I don't know, man. Like it called some of those items called to me. I know I can't afford it, but they called me. They're like, Ryan, you need me. You need this framed in your room. And then I was like, if I do get one of those things, is it like then haunted? And then like in the middle of that, by the way, and also like I'm already, I have a fucking oil painting of Tom Girardi and his brothers that we won from the Girardi auction. So it's like this, 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 my whole living space is already haunted anyways. And like completely bad juju, which by the way, somebody said that to me of like, aren't you scared of like, bad things happening to you because you bought this oil painting. I was like, I'm worried about bad things happening to me regardless of any paint. Like I just, it, that it's been happening my whole life. What are you talking about? Um, I will cut you down. <laughs> Sorry. That's the last scene with one of the last scenes with Rina in today's episode, which we're going to get into right now because, Ooh, you guys, I I'm so curious 
It is funny the more you watch these shows. Like the first time, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." Like I hate this. It was annoying me. And the second time, you like start to notice little details. You know, you kind of see little things. And you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." And the third time, you're like, "Some of this is poetry." And some of the way Erica Jane, like the way I do Erica Jane's voice, like what's going on? It it almost doesn't do it justice sometimes. Because I was thinking back to the scene where we ended last week with Garcelle and Erica, uh, where they, you know, it's like. You're such a liability, Garcelle. And the way she would like, she, Erica will sometimes go like, um, she'll say a big sentence and then somebody will say something back. She'll be like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like it's like these really quick hits, if that makes sense. Oh, truly, truly amazing work. Okay, let's get into the episode finally. And 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 the other thing too is Lisa Rinna did watch what happens live after the episode, and it was batshit insane. We do have to stop people from apologizing repeatedly. <laughs> I guess I'm a mess, Andy. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess online. <laughs> and then she apologizes for everything, and you know, like it doesn't even seem like a real person. It seems like a complete Westworld robot. That is just saying, yeah, I'm I'm horrible. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's literally losing the plot. She's becoming faker every episode, and I don't ever want her to leave. So you can't even say that I want her to leave because I don't. She's like amazing TV, but she tried so hard. Sutton said one of the most brilliant things. I mean, we can all make fun of Sutton and say this or that, but like she, she can't get the soap opera. You couldn't beat that soap opera actress out of Lisa Rinna. I'll say, I'll say. And it's true. She treats everything like she's up for like a daytime Emmy and it's just too much. It's sad. It's like when you just, when you get older and you start, you stop realizing what people believe and don't. And I think she thinks she's at the pinnacle of her ability and she just isn't uh so this is called rose colored glasses season 12 episode 13 rose colored glasses that's you know if we're to deduce anything you know you get you look at life through rose colored glasses which kind of means like oh i'm looking at life through uh you know just kind of the beauty of life and but i think this also means rose colored glasses because of lisa rinna's rose brand huge i i shit you not folks like i just did I, I, I can't keep saying this enough times. Did anybody think Lisa Rinna was the person to have a rosé? Like, did anybody think, like, we were, we demand a rosé from Lisa Rinna? I demand to get pissed drunk off a Lisa Rinna rosé. Like, Lisa Rinna, I could see almost more of a seltzer person or, like, a 40 or, I mean, so many different kind of drinks. But it would just, you know she doesn't fucking, like, she probably, if anything, drinks, like, straight vodka and just pills. Like, there's no way. Lisa doesn't look like she's put, ah, anywho. It gave us a great moment when she got wasted, though. Um, summary for tonight's episode provided by Bravo. Garcelle takes her concerns about Erica to Dorit, which I'm always like, that's already bad. Then asks a question about Dorit's personal life. I'm like, oh my God, are you circumcised? Erica makes a stunning revelation. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> Tom stole money. <laughs> Lisa invites the women to sip on Rosé, but her past resentment towards Sutton uncorks itself in a big way whoever wrote this congrats on using the word uncork in regards to a wine tasting that was really good copywriting uh so we always start these shows with what we've seen in the past because bravo does not trust us to remember uh previously on real housewives of beverly hills we had erica at diana's christmas party of like uh rena going kathy hilton's here finally oh my god kathy and i will say kathy hilton is not in this episode 
I like when they use Kathy sparingly. Kathy is a spice. Kathy is an addition to. We don't need Kathy to have the spotlight. I will say they show the preview for next week's episode and Rinna has a crying scene and Kathy tears up again, which makes it interesting because Rinna then goes against Kathy at the end of the season. Also, Kathy cried during Asher's performance at the holiday party last week. And I just have a feeling like Kathy seems like a bit of a crier, you know? Like, Kathy seems like she wells up a lot, or she is a weed smoker, and it, it her her eyes are always irritated, you know? Um, so, uh, we have Crystal to Kyle and Diana, revealing more about her uh, eating disorder, saying, I want to eat a meal and be okay with it. You know, I don't want to hate what I'm eating every day. Now, tonight's episode, you guys, there is trigger warnings in this, because we get deeper into this, and it's one of the most disgusting scenes I've seen on Housewives, not because of the uh, what we're talking about, but because... Crystal isn't there, and they're talking about her and revealing insanely personal information. In When Dorit said when they were at Craig's and Crystal revealed that she is throwing up every day, I almost bit my tongue off. Like I was, I, I was like, wait a sec, that almost even feels too personal for me to hear. And that's what, why would you ever feel that's okay to do? And also this is in the middle of the season and every, a lot of people seem to be out with COVID. It's like a basketball team that's been struck with COVID because uh, Crystal's not in this episode. Kathy's not in this episode. Kyle is uh, uh, not in this episode. Uh, you know, we got some of the A team out and they they brought in some of the B team. But Rinna and Erica, especially with this episode, you really see how they're working together to try to take down Sutton. And it's so funny because it's like, dude, Sutton will eventually, like any housewife, will take down herself. You don't, like, why, why go this hard? It's so weird. You guys look like idiots. You're like Waldorf and Statler from the Muppet movie. You're like, ha, 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 we're doing it. They think they're so cool, and it just, like, makes me sadder each week. But it's kind of like, this is so far away from being the dope serve you think it is. Uh, we also had the scene uh, in the, um, the beginning, Erica going, I'm glad you have Cherie, Garcelle, because I think Sutton's a liability. And Garcelle's like, really? Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Why does everybody come down on Sutton? Because she's unpredictable in some ways. Oh, really, Erica? Unpredictable? Like, like stealing millions of dollars? Like, unpredictable? Are you... Do you... Do you look at yourself in the mirror? Unpredictable? Didn't you shout down a 14-year-old boy and tell the other, like, 30-year-old man you wanted to fuck him, Garcelle's other son? Is that unpredictable? I mean, literally, this lady's farting in every scene, like, just, and and we're like, oh, Sutton's unpredictable, though. Are you out of your gourd? Um, Dorit, then we go to a scene with Dorit, Dorit, like, you should never be taking the car out, PK, if you're gonna have a drink. And PK, like, oh, this story, because I wasn't booked. That wasn't going to tell you about the Dewey, the DUI, the whole thing that happened. And Dorit's like, the only reason why you did, beep boop, beep boop, boop, is because you needed me to pick up your car, Dorit P3O. And PK's like, yeah, you got to go to Punta Mita. Um, then Erica, in another scene, says to Diana, I'm on Lexapro, yeah, and I've had a few drinks, but the truth is, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> but the truth is, I'm okay. Uh, Rinna to Erica, did you black out when you got home, Erica Jane? Yeah, I hit my head. After I got all that dick, 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 I get dick all the time. It's me, Erica Jane. The two things you know about me is I'm broke and I get dick. Get dick all day long, all night long. I haven't slept in years because all the dick I got this week. 
Um, and uh, Renee goes, you're, you're, out of, you're out of control, Erica Jane. We do get the taglines this week. We didn't have them last week. Um, the only one I wanted to point out this week again, and it's so sad because we don't have Diana Jenkins. We don't have her this week. She uh, had Asha perform. By the way, was the holiday party, was that like a COVID spreader? Um, so uh, I did... Diana's if you listen to the taglines I just always imagine them recording it in like a booth or like with a sound guy holding a mic over there and uh <laughs> Diana's the only thing better than having it all is having even more uh also there was a cut scene from last week's episode of more shenanigans uh with uh with her boy toy Asher singing and Kyle was singing with like a helium balloon. I sometimes with the never before seen footage, I don't know if you guys know this, they air it right before the new episode. They'll do like this, the episode you saw last week, but they'll add on a couple of scenes. And I hate that they do this because they're usually pretty good scenes. I would almost want like a 10 minute block of just things that we didn't see every week. I don't want them to add them into a show and you guys don't add, Bravo doesn't advertise it well enough that we know that that's what it is, but it's, there's always magic. And especially with this trash, it's like, wow. Um, the only thing better than having it all is buying your boyfriend a recording label so he can release his music. <laughs> uh, the episode begins with Rinna at the Hamlin residence, Harry Hamlin, and she's making herself a tea, you guys. She's a tea lady. She's in her rat-infested kitchen, and she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna sit on the patio and make some FaceTime calls. <laughs> um, and so Rinna is doing the, like, I, I, we've been saying this now for weeks, but, like, Beverly Hills should be fined uh, $80 at least every time that they use FaceTime in a scene. Because it's like, yo, I did not, I can do FaceTime in my own time. I want professional scenes between act- people. Rinna to Diana was like, hi, beauty, how are you? How are you feeling? And Diana's like all like masked up. Like she's like this and you're like just completely covered up. She's and she's like, just struggle, struggling. And Rinna's like, I know the feeling. And then she's like, I'm sick of being sick. I am sick of being sick. And then Rinna's on a FaceTime with Kyle. And Rinna's like, when did you get out of COVID? When did you get out of COVID jail, Kyle? And Kyle's like, getting out of COVID jail on Monday. And Rinna's like, we're having a little wine tasting. <laughs> I'll miss you guys. Then she calls Dorit. And Rinna's like, hi, baby. And Dorit's like, hey, mama. <laughs> I love when Dorit, I'm a mama bear. PK's a papa bear. Hey, mama. It's me, Dorit. Hey, mama. And Rinna's like, look how pretty you look. Whenever Rinna does it, I always truly think now of like the Wicked Witch or like, you look good enough to eat. <laughs> it always seems like deceptive, like she's planning somebody's death. Um, so Rinna, look how pretty you look. Where are you going? And Dorit's like, I'm going to work. But then like we just drop it and move on to the next one. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What work, Dorit? What are we talking about? Are you going to Buca de Beppo? Are you considering this work, the shooting of the show? Because aren't you in work right now by default because you're FaceTiming on camera? Like, what work are we going to Beverly Beach? I need more details. What is the work that Dorit is talking about here? Like, uh, I didn't mean me. I meant I'm going to watch somebody work. I'm going to go to the mall and watch workers work. Little Jagaloo, look. Look at how nice... 
That man folds the Gap t-shirts, little Jagaloo. Could that be you someday? Which, by the way, we meet Sutton's uh, son today. Interesting. And also interesting because I will be his stepfather at one, one point. You guys, we tried so hard with uh, Sutton last week. I was trying to hit on her on the podcast and, and you know, say why Sanjit was not right for her. And uh, I got literally zero replies from Sutton. I mean, I didn't reach out to her directly, but I think, you know, she felt that I was trying. And it's frustrating when I ride so hard for Sutton and then I just get ignored. I mean, and that's why that's another thing. I'm wondering if I wonder if Sutton's more of a mustache girl, you know, like now that I have the mustache, I mean, <laughs> Hi, Sutton. Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good. Would you like a free mustache ride? Hey, okay. I'm sorry. Don't turn don't turn it off, folks. Uh, then uh, Rena calls Garcelle, and you know Rena's more serious. Hi, Garcelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lisa? We're having a little wine tasting in here, so I'm hoping you'll come. Garcelle's like wine tasting, a little wine tasting. You know, <laughs> a little afternoon soiree. It doesn't it if you read by the way, if you read anything in that voice, it sounds eerie, but it does like really a little what you know, just a little afternoon soiree. It just sounds like she's setting up like a death party. Uh, then finally, Lisa calls Sutton and Sutton's like, well, you know, I love a wine tasting. I'll say, I'll say. And Rena's like, you can wear leather pants if you want <laughs> or not. <laughs> because of the stupid leather pants comment that they did that, that Sutton did at Rena's place last season. Um, and then we're back to the Diana phone call and Diana's like, so sorry to miss your wine tasting. I will give you a million dollars for not being there. And Rin is like, you look gorgeous. And she's like, thank you. She doesn't look gorgeous. She looks like she's in the witness protection program. Like, I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about. Um, then, uh, you know, we're cutting Garcelle's like, I'll be there with bells on. And Rin is like, okay, great. And then Kyle's like, I got to say goodbye to my daughter, Sophia. She's going to college. And you, I wonder if Kyle just uses her kids as excuses like we all do of like, oh, uh, Sophia just fell down a flight of stairs. Got to go. And Rena's like, okay, bye, Sophia. <laughs> and then Rena goes, a little Rena Rosé and some signature cocktails. And then Dorit's like, really? It's really happening? And Rena's like, it's happening, all right. It's actually finally happening. I think we all remember Provence. And Rena and I talking that goes, we went to that beautiful wine tasting where we got absolutely shit-faced. And then we do a flashback to Provence 2018. I think we all remember this episode. Kyle's like, hmm, I like that first one. It's better and better each time. And Rena goes, very tasty. And then Dorit pours hers into the spit bucket. And Kyle's like, she's like, I'm done with this. Remember Kyle got all funny and started doing like Teddy's walk and all that stuff. And Rena's like, well, I'd like to be the new rosé seller. Rena Rosé, Rena Rosé. I love people when they have like the same letter of like another thing that fits together and they think they're fucking Einstein all of a sudden. They're like, oh my God, look at what I invented. Rena has an R at the top. Rosé has an R. Rena Rosé. <laughs> I'm Thomas. <laughs> I'm Benjamin Franklin. Dorit goes, absolutely, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And Rena goes, it's only the six of us. And Dorit goes, I know. I feel like I'm the last one standing. And Rena goes, you are. You and Kathy right now, and she's been exposed, so she's not coming. So you really are the last one standing. And Dorit goes, well, I cannot wait. And Rena goes, me too. Bye. And if you look in the background, the deep background, you can kind of see there's a line of rats 
and you can see directly where they're coming in from the outside into her home. You have to look really closely, but it's it's a lot of them too. And it's not like the cute ratatouille rats. They're actual real rats. They look rabid. They look like they haven't been fed. And if you really turn up the volume, you can hear one of the rats go, Bolognese! Bolognese! I want Bolognese! Rats said we could get a good meal here. Woo! Um, then we go to uh, Sutton's lovely home. Uh, where we see Sutton's dog, Waylon. Oh, man, I love using dogs as prop comedy in these things. Usually it's Kyle's dogs, but Waylon gets into it, you guys. Waylon is just destroying her muckety-muck sod in the back, just pulling up hunks, having a terrific time. And so it's like, oh, no, no, Waylon. Come on, I say, I say. And Joshua, the assistant, I guess kind of the man of the house, he takes off in the backyard. He's like, Waylon, no. No, Waylon. And so it's like, get him in here, Joshua. And Joshua's trying to wrangle Waylon. And you guys, Waylon, this is such a scary scene. Waylon bites Joshua on the neck and just throws him around like a rag doll. It is so, and you know, you can tell the ambulances come at this point. So I'm like, no, Waylon, what'd you do? I'll say, I'll say. And Waylon just was like, oh, it was so scary. Um, no, that actually did not happen. Joshua is just trying to wrangle Waylon. And I do want to point out, though, Joshua's wearing like a tie-dye shirt. And I shit you not, guys, I think I have the same tie-dye shirt. And guess where it's from? Not Old Navy. Target. Target. Me and Joshua, her assistant. I th- and by the way, then I was like, I shouldn't even say this on the podcast in case it gets back to Joshua. Because if Sutton finds out Joshua's wearing Target, will he still be allowed to be there? But then I was like, maybe if I start dating Sutton, like, then I'll be like, Joshua, I know where you got that shirt. You know, he's like, no, please, Ryan, don't, don't rat on me. I'm like, I wear it too. Will you never let Sutton know that I mainly wear Old Navy clothes? Like, just can we keep that between us? But it really did shock me because I was like, Joshua should not be wearing clothes that I would ever consider buying. Anyway, so there Joshua was like, Waylon, no. Waylon's this fun game of chase. And Joshua was like, Waylon, damn it. Jonathan chases him back to Sutton. He's got grass in his mouth. And, and you know, someone's like, drop it, Waylon. Come here. Come here. He's a maniac. Now, Sutton is now in the kitchen with her son, Philip, age 18. They make that sure that it's 18 because, remember, her ex-husband wouldn't let the kids film with her the first season until they were 18. So Philip has turned 18. So he is on camera. I think this is the first time. And son's like, well, all right, Philip, because you asked about chicken salad. I say, I said, this is easy. You're going to go off school. Now you know how to make it. So son's doing a little like making uh, the chicken salad. Like, you know, like we're learning how Sutton does her magic in the kitchen. And I do want to point out just from the first party, Sutton still has the shitty refrigerator. I mean, it's like the refrigerator I have, but it's shitty for her because the Sub-Zero is still not there. I noticed. Remember, she was like, this shitty old, shitty old fridge that I got to put stuff into until my Sub-Zero gets across the border. I say, I say. Um, So Joshua says um, hi to Sutton's daughter. Uh, Porter, 19, who enters the kitchen. And Sutton's like, James has Boy Scouts today, so he's not eating with us, which I guess is the other son. And Philip's like, you usually feed him, Mom. He definitely gets food. They get pizza every day. Sutton in a talking head goes, during Christmas, my children were in Italy with their father. It's weird to be alone without any family around you at all. Just me and Sanjit. I talk to myself alone a lot. I talk to my animals. Which, by the way, I would watch a whole fucking series of Sutton talking to her aunt. Call me a Waylon. Waylon, who do you think you were in another life, Waylon? Waylon, do you think there's somebody out there for me, Waylon? I say, I say. 
Waylon, come here. Would you rub my belly? <laughs> Flashback to two, day, two days earlier with Garcelle asking Sutton, how have you been, COVID and all, Christmas by yourself? And Sutton's like, well, I just thought, wow, this is my life as a single person. Sutton then in this scene goes, you know the secret to a good chicken salad? Money. No, she goes, a lot of mayonnaise. Now, this really divides a room all the time. And I'm going to gross some people out, but some people are going to like be right behind me as a champion. But I was raised in a Miracle Whip household. Um, and I didn't even know about mayonnaise until I was... Well into my 20s. No, I didn't know about mayonnaise. I remember going over to a kid's house and the mom made like something with like mayonnaise. And I was like, what the piss is this? Because it's just, if you're raised on Miracle Whip or vice versa, you taste the other mayonnaise product or whatever the fuck we call it. And you're like, this is disgusting. What the hell is going on? Something is not right. So I was a Miracle Whip ma'am. So I've grown to appreciate mayonnaise, but I've... It's just hard for me, you guys. So this scene was hard. But then I was like, I would I would force it down for Sutton. I, I, it did look good. She had a big bowl of chicken and she was putting big dollops of mayonnaise in there. Um, uh, and she's chopping the celery and putting it in. Sutton's like, well, see, most people think this is really gross. I'll say, I'll say, well, it's not. It just sounds gross. And she's like stirring and the mayo is slurping like... It's very... It sounds... By the way, this is Mike creep. It sounds moist in there. This is the sucking sounds of the bowl. Imagine so. I'm stirring it up. I'm stirring the mayonnaise. Oh, by the way, this is me doing ASMR, stirring the mayonnaise. Sounds like Philip. I've not seen your pictures from your birthday party. And Porter, the daughter's like, oh, the skydiving. And we're showing flashes of the skydiving video from the birthday party. And, uh, Sutton's like, how terrifying was it jumping out of a plane? And Philip's like, it wasn't that scary, honestly. The jump wasn't scary at all. And Sutton's like, well, I'm glad you did it. Not really. <laughs> I'm just glad you survived it doing it. How about that? Sutton and they're talking to says, when Philip was three and we were going from Augusta to New York and he hated flying, I say, I say, it was one of those flights that kept dropping. He screamed out loud, we're all going to die. And I was like, no, we're not going to die. I promise. He's three, everybody. Doesn't know what he's talking about, I'll say, I'll say. And now he's jumping out of planes. We're back in the scene. Son's like, once you were there, Philip, were you like, were you committed? And Philip's like, yeah, committed. What are you going to do? Well, no, nothing. Wuss out? Well, yeah, I'd wuss out. And then Sutton wraps the chicken salad bowl and she's like, we'll save this for supper. We can sit. Y'all want to sit? And uh, we've been told the refrigerator, you guys, is going to be coming in February, if anybody is keeping track of that. So it's already there. Uh, Porter, the daughter's like, okay. And son's like, do we believe that refrigerator's coming in February? And Porter's like, so end of March. And son's like, oh, by the time you get home for summer, we might have to deal with this shitty piece of shit refrigerator for the rest of our days. My God, keeping none of this chicken salad the proper rich temperature that it needs. We're all going to get chicken poisoning, you know what i'm saying because of this piece of shit refrigerator that we have um so she goes supporter working in the store did you really feel like you were beneficial and philip's like working at retail and son's like well you wanted to work at chipotle sutton strack's son wanted to work at chipotle i do find this interesting when the kids of wealthy people cosplay poor 
You know, like, and by the way, I'm all like, that's awesome that he even wants to work if he doesn't have to, to begin with. Like that's, but very interesting. Imagine like you're working with Sutton Strack's son at the Chipotle, but you actually are working at Chipotle because that's the only job that'll hire you. You need the money. And you're like, you know, why, you know, Philip, why aren't you, why aren't you, you know, the pace, we got to pick it up, man. He's like, literally, man, I'm worth $4 million. Just back off. Okay. Um, so, uh, Philip's like, do you, those are more valuable life skills at Chipotle. I'm not going to lie. And son's like, what are you going to study? Do you know yet? And Philip's like, I don't really know. And son's like, I mean, what do you love at school, Philip? You're a good singer. You're an excellent karaoke, a kara- karaoke partner. This would have been great if they had cut to Sutton and uh, her son doing the uh, the Shallow song from A Star Is Born. I say, I say, far from the shallow now. Uh, Sutton in the talking head goes, Philip, a year ago, said he was going to join Army. He said he was going to join it. I said, I want to join the Army because I've been too comfortable. That's what he said to me. He said, you know, he lives a nice life, Philip. And I said, uh-oh, well, I'll make you uncomfortable then if you're going to join the Army. And I sent him to Georgia when it was going to be 105 degrees and 100% humidity. I made him get a job. He had to be there at 530 in the morning to deliver vending machine cokes and stuff. A month later, when I picked him up, I'll say, I'll say he wanted to go to college. So I don't spoil him at all. I also love the, like, why can't he just get, like, an internship at, like, a nice law firm or something? Why is he always like, well, I had him fixing toilets. He was fixing mucky, shit-colored, shit-covered toilets uh, in Georgia. Yeah, that's what we had him do. We also had him chasing tornadoes. Yeah, it was a, a very tough job, but he said he wanted to feel uncomfortable. So we sent him into the heart of a big old storm, you know. <laughs> we trained Philip to be an assassin, you know, and then he was killing foreign dignitaries that people wanted to take out for certain governments, you know. Uh, back in the scene, Sutton's like, do y'all want chicken salad sandwich? And Philip's like, yeah. And Sutton's like, all right, I have an assortment of breads. And she opens up the bread. I thought I was going to be all fancy beds. She goes, I have the Wonder Bread. Sutton Strack has a loaf of Wonder Bread? And Porter's like, I feel like that'll taste the best with it. And Sutton's like, well, there's sourdough, but there's not very much left. And Philip's like, I'll take sourdough. And, uh, okay, cool. Sutton in a talking head goes, so after Philip goes to high school, Philip's going to the Citadel, which is actually a military school, so we both win. I think the good news is I don't have to decorate his room, you know, because it's not like a hoarder situation. There's no, like, curtains or any of that stuff because it's a Citadel, and I think you have to, like, bounce a quarter off your bed. Oh, I say, I say, Philip, guess what you have to do? Make your bed every day, too. Ha, 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 ha. Sutton back in the scene goes, that looks pretty good. Seeing you make fun of my chicken salad, calling it mayonnaise mixture. And Porter's like, it's like gross in theory, but it tastes good. Then we go to evening. Uh, we're in the evening time, the the night. We call it nighttime. We bring us to a restaurant called Wood and Water Kitchen and Bar. I've never heard of this fucking place. And I Wood and Water Kitchen and Bar. Uh, Garcelle's there. She's like, hi, I'm here to meet Dorit Kimsley. I've never gone into like a Chili's or a TGI Fridays. I've been like, I'm here to meet such and such. Like, and by the way, Dorit wasn't even there yet. So like, this isn't a fancy place. It was weird. And then, so Garcelle's seated. The hostess then brings in Dorit and Garcelle's like, hello, are we hugging? Dorit like, I don't know. I guess so. I hate the thought of like not hugging, you know, I hope we never get to the place, but I know there are some people that are like, 
you know what? I'm never going to hug again. And Garza's like, oh my God, that would be so horrible. I know. I want a hug. I'm a hugger. And I know you're like that too. Two mamas loving to hug in the universe. Two children of the world hugging, hugging, hugging. And if you said, don't hug Dorita, I'd say, I don't want to be here anymore. I only want to live a life of hugs, hugs and embraces. Garcelle and talking that says, I think Dorit and I passed hurdles. Uh, we get a flashback to one year earlier of Dorit like, you're making a lot of jabs at me, Garcelle. Jab, 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 jab. Jab, 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 jab. And Garcelle's like, have I? It's like a bully. You're a bully, Garcelle. A poking bully. Jab, 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 jab. A jab bully. Garcelle and talking that says, well, it's all a wash now. The server goes, does anyone want any appetizers, beer, wine, or cocktails? Uh, Garcelle's a Casamigo Sneed. And guess what? I was so excited that we got to hear Dorit do her liquor order again of like, I'll have a Belvedere with club soda, short glass, three lemons, please. And you can put the carcass outstretched. Like she added the outstretched. Like the, the, we, we've been hearing the carcass. You can put that old carcass. Like three lemons, please. Just put the fucking lemon rind thing. Like you're calling it a carcass. It's so dark and disturbing. Garcelle in a talking head goes, she apologized for calling me a bully. And now we can just have fun and not judge each other and move on. Sure, Garcelle. Garcelle, uh, they order the food. Garcelle says, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, I'm doing the audio portion of my book. Garcelle. I'm a little scared because I'm sharing and telling stories that I never told. We break the scene to one day earlier with Garcelle at the recording in the studio. I've always wanted to be an audiobook um, uh, voiceover artist. I'm not even joking. Like, that to me is a dream job. And Garcelle, we see her recording, like, I had to push myself to so many limits that I never thought I would ever go to. This was a big reason I decided to pose for Playboy magazine. I then showed my beaver. Like, no, I just love that it was like, I'm going to read the audiobook, and they chose the part where she posed for Playboy. Then I stripped down. My nipples were very hard because of the icy weather in the Playboy studio that day, I'll tell you. Um, Garcelle and Atagane goes, there are stories in my book that I never talked about. I have, I had an experience with Bill Cosby that was uh, really scary. And I'm like, okay, can may May we hear it, Garcelle? And they just move on. I'm like, I would like to talk to you. It's me, Dr. Cosby. Let me see your boobies. Like, I want to know this. Now I'm going to read. I'm in. Maybe that was why you didn't tell me because you knew I would want to buy the book then. Um, so Garcelle's like, uh, yeah. You know, Dorit's like, that's exciting. And I know it's really nerve wracking. It's like when I did Beverly Beach. Garcelle's like, yeah, it is nerve wracking. But you did it. Garcelle and I'm talking about it said there were things I thought I had peace around. And then when writing the book, I realized, no, there's no peace around it. It's still haunting you. Then Garcelle goes, I'm dying to ask you. I heard about PK's DUI. Alleged DUI? Garcelle goes, what do you mean alleged? They never booked him. They never arrested him. Beep, boop, 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 boop. When he got to the station, he took a breathalyzer and he was under the limit. And they said to him, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go home. And Garcelle goes, so they did nothing? Well, beep, boop, 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 boop. they took him to the station. Regardless, let me tell you, the man was so shocking up because he's never been in that situation. Clearly. Very scary for him. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Garcelle goes, yeah. Garcelle and Italian goes, I saw an article that said the police drove PK home. This is what I talked about last week. And she goes, that would never happen in my world to anybody I know that's black. That would never happen, ever. Did he stop and get a steak too? Now listen, 
I totally, this is what I thought last week. I'm like, wait, they drive people home? They're like, you take them to the station? They drive. Somebody wrote me an email about this. I got to find, damn it, I don't have it at the ready. I got to print out things when people send it. But it was about, you know, that what the actual police policies are. Uh, but this was very interesting. And I, I imagine it has to be frustrating because it is one of those things that sometimes you do think about race, especially when it comes to law enforcement sometimes, you know. Um, so Dorit, uh, you know, I'm sure Dorit loved, by the way, that talking head that Garcelle said, you know, like Dorit was like, damn it. I knew Garcelle would say something troubling in a talking head. Dorit goes, yes, so Saturday is Rinna's wine tasting. Garcelle goes, yeah. Do you think Erica's going to have some wine? And Garcelle goes, I don't know. So I saw Erica last night, and she totally said, I'm not allowed to drink when I'm on those meds. Did you feel concerned? I did, yeah, even though I I didn't know she fell until after the fact and hit her head. And Dorit goes, what? Wait! What? It was like the biggest reaction. Like, like every everybody stopped working in the restaurant. Like, wait! What? Oh, zoinks! And Garcelle's like, yeah, she fell and hit her head? Garcelle goes, yeah, that's that's what I heard. So that's when I was like, okay, she's really got to figure it out. No, totally. To- you don't want to do it. Not like PK, unless you want to ride home. <laughs> um, Garcelle goes, yeah, so that was it. But she said something interesting to me. She said that being Sutton's friend may be a liability to me. And Dorit goes, what do you think she meant by that? And Garcelle goes, by being friends with her, it's detrimental to me. Garcelle says in a talking head, you know, maybe Erica's trying to give me a compliment. Like, they would like me more if I wasn't so close to Sutton, but it's not really a compliment. That means I can't handle myself and I will let Sutton take me down. Why would that happen? Dorit goes, if a friend of yours is falling off a cliff, you're taking the dive with them. You don't seem like the Thelma and Louise type to me. I love Dorit so much, huh? If a friend of yours is jumping out of a plane because a tiger is about to bite them at 30,000 feet, would you jump out, Garcelle? I don't know. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, Dorit goes, you kind of seem like you're kind of like, you know. And Garcelle goes, no, I'll help you. I'll throw something for you to hold on to. And Dorit's like, ah, oh, you still alive? She's looking down the cliff. She's pretending to look down the cliff. Now I want to see a Thelma and Louise remake with Dorit and Garcelle. All right, if I have service, I'll use my cell to call someone for you, but I've got an appointment, honey, so good luck. Garcelle laughing, going, ha, ha, yeah, exactly, I gotta go. Now we're in Erica's little pool shack. Uh, it's a very tight scene. You can tell the cameramen are very um, warm, just uh, very cramped space. Uh I just love, I love the back shot of her pool house so much because it's like they don't, they can't shoot it from the front. So they shoot it from the back. It always makes me laugh. The pool water is starting to look a little murky though. I will say that. And if you do freeze frame and zoom in right at the right second, you'll see a dead body floating in there because she had gotten dick from it the night before. I got dick and then I drowned him in the pool. He touched my province. I get dick, dick, dick. And this pool, that pool isn't clean. It's full of sex juice. Yeah. So Mikey is there, Erica's creative director. And and Mikey's like, Jack, do you want something? And we meet Jack, Erica's publicist. What a job, Jack. Bang up job so far. Uh, and Mikey's like, what are you doing? Coffee? And and you want a coffee? And Erica's like, who's using my special machine that y'all bought for me? There's that Armenian crazy coffee you gave us. And Jack's like, you drink that when you want to be up for 24 hours. And Erica goes, I don't need that. 
Unless I'm having sex, I don't want to drink all of it. I need to be calm. So what's going on, you guys? I like when Erica gets down to business. What's going on, you guys? And Mikey's like, so I think we need to have a team catch-up. Pretty mess hair. It's going to be really cool to see once we send out all the PR boxes to like the celebrity stylists that we work with to see who's going to post about it. That's going to be cool. You guys could probably tell me more than I like. No, is that did a lot of people post about Erica's hair extension? Like, I only saw it, I think, on Erica's page or something. I don't know. I, I didn't see it from a lot of people. Erica goes, That's going to be nice. It's just a great way to get the word of mouth going. You know, everybody's always adding the hair in, you know, every show that you do. If you're going to go out on a date, you get some of the Erica Jane. Pussy hair. <laughs> I'm having sex, y'all. Dick. And uh, Mikey goes, speaking of dating, didn't you say that, like, someone's husband said that they have a perfect candidate? And Erica's like, well, I don't know about perfect candidate, but Mauricio did say he had someone. We get a flashback to two months earlier, Mauricio going, he's an NFL player. And Rena's like, <laughs> Even better. And Mauricio's like, he's an Olympic gold medalist. Even better, Rina says. And Garcelle goes, her coochie is open for service. And then Erica goes, I'll do anything. Well, not anything. But I'll piss on him, sure, yeah. And Erica goes, I've just been trying hard to get some good dick. And Mikey's laughing, like, oh, Erica, you're so funny in this business meeting with your publicist. You're funny. Oh, 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 oh. And Jack's like, well, I might go through your DMs, Erica. And Erica's like, you know, I might actually need someone to do that. My, can you imagine if I get hired to do that? I'll go through your DMs, Erica. I, yeah, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Mikey goes, he's the perfect person to do your DMs. And Erica's like, you would be the perfect one to respond to a few of these offers. Dude, I mean, was she inferring that she's, like, getting, like, like sex offered? Like, by the way, Erica, you need the money. Don't go on OnlyFans, dude. By the way, that's totally within the realm of possibility, don't you think? If Denise Richards did it, if, like, go on OnlyFans. Let's let's see the beef. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Erica in a talking head goes, Look, here's the thing. I would be a good girlfriend, right? I wouldn't be a good girlfriend right now because I just came out of a 20-plus year marriage. Oh, is that the only reason? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it. But the point is, dick is great. <laughs> the point is, private parts are awesome. Boyfriends do not have time for me, and that means I don't have time for them. Same thing. You know, we don't have time for each other, so it's fine. And then we're back in the scene, and Erica goes, I just know that, like, texting, the texting game, oh my god, I told you I sent the wrong text to the wrong person, thanking them for some good dick, and he was like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to give you some good dick. And Mikey's like, oh, you missed our conversation yesterday. And Erica's like, Oh, get into this. So I've decided I want to be a part-time dominatrix. Totally like Erica, though, to never even take on full-time work, right? Part-time, uh, uh, part you know, and if I can get my shifts covered, uh, one day a week, maybe, and how I'll, I'll take lunch break. I love she's like a part-time. And Jack's like, you do? Jack's are, but what kind of public like, well, Erica, good for you. And Erica's like, so... I was having an intimate moment with this person, which means dick, dick, dick. And he said to me, you know what? I bet you'd be a really good dominatrix. And I said, 
Huh, I've actually thought of it. And he said, you should really kind of explore, you know, like on the low, low. Dude, we got to find Erica Jane's uh, LinkedIn, like ASAP. Mikey goes, or the high, high. And Erica goes, hi, Ann. And Jack's like, I'm like, excuse me? And Erica's like, so for the high end, I'll have no more than five clients. And Jack's like, I don't know how I feel about this situation, Erica. Erica in the talking head goes, well, I'm bossy. I'd like to administer a little bit of pain for pleasure. I also like latex costumes, and I know there are people like that as well. (laughs) So this actually got brought up because I think it was Faces of Reality on Instagram reminded everybody that remember Army Hammer lived next door. um, Face Reality 16 lived next door to the pool house she's in. She truly did. Uh, he really did live next door. It was his buddy's house. And this got brought up. I'm trying to find the post she made. Mm. Did she delete it? I'm pretty sure it was her that posted it. Oh, no. Why did she delete it? Oh, well, that sucks. Well, because I even commented. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, he's here. Tell me the armor. Okay, yeah. She said, "Tell me the army hammer." Tell me the army hammer rumors are true without telling me. So they think this is talking about army. That army was the one that said want to be the dominatrix because she pulled up a Dumois post from a long time ago. Remember, army's alleged Instagram. His finsta was El Destructo eighty six, and it had a picture of Erica in this like blue you know, sexy tied up thing. And it says my new neighbor just moved in recently and slid into my DMS. She said she can hear what happens over on my side of the fence and wants in. This is my new neighbor and put a picture of Erica. So listen, if army's the one that told what a, what a, what amazing, you know, coming together of circumstance and like the pop culture that we all love and have studied. Like if Army Hammer truly is a part of the Erica Jane, like that would be one. Like, yeah, Army asked me to shit on him and then he tried to eat me. <laughs> By the way, I did uh, make this post. If, um, if Erica Jane is a dominatrix, I will hire her for uh, the show, but my safe words are going to be orphans and widows and cause safe words are important in one of those situations because if it gets too intense, you give the dominatrix the safe word and she has to stop. So could you imagine? She's like, yeah, dick, 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 dick. And I'm like, ah, it's hurting. It's hurting. Dick, dick, dick. And I'm like, oh, take it. Take it. I'm trying to take it, but it's hurt. Dick, dick, dick. And then all of a sudden, like I go orphans and widows. Orphans and widows, or like it snows in Pasadena. It snows in Pasadena, and then she has to stop. <laughs> so Leia, the lady assistant, goes, "You already have a name for it." And Erica's like, "Yeah, the Pretty Mess Dungeon." <laughs> and they all laugh. I don't. Know. The Pretty Mess Dungeon actually is a good name for her little pool shack. Uh, Eric and I talking. And goes, "I don't want anybody to steal my trademark." And she's in a talking head, and she goes, she turns to somebody outside of the camera shot, and goes. Call our trademark lawyer immediately. I'm serious. Now, I did go and uh, look. There's not been a trademark made for Pretty Mess Dungeon. So whoever Erica talked to in this scene is didn't do their job. And I also would like to tell you I am the proud owner now of the trademark 
four pretty mess dungeon. I'm going to do, I'm going to franchise this baby and I'm going to get so much sex, man. We it's, I'm going to talk about it all the time. And then you're going to be Ryan's having so much sex. Cause he says sex all the time. He's always talking about it. So I know he's getting it. Cause that guy's a dirty dog. Cause that's how it works. If you talk about sex nonstop, you know, it's completely truthful and they're getting sex all the time. So we move on to the next scene. Rinna enters Lumaire, a restaurant, gets seated, and Sutton arrives. And Sutton's like, well, this is so pretty. Look at this. Look who's here. Look who's here. And Rinna's like, hello. Hi, sweetie. And Sutton's like, how are you? And... <laughs> Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now comes the part of the show that I love the most when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have two sponsors this week, both returning, and I'm very excited about them. Uh, both of these I actually use, and I'm very, uh, I can recommend both. Our first one is our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, they always want me to discuss with these commercials the way, the things that I do to take care of my mind. And, uh, you know, usually it's like hiking. Uh, you guys know I love to hike. It kind of gets me away from the TV. But a lot of my taking care of my mind is watching reality shows. Isn't that wild? But I realize that every day I have to do things to help myself put my best foot forward in terms of my mental health. Unfortunately, I don't know if you're like me, but I think there's a lot of me out there, a lot of people like me out there, where we have to work a little harder to be able to live successful lives. And you could say it's not fair sometimes. You could be frustrated with it. But to really get the best out of life, which life can be just so insanely beautiful, I know that I have to work out. I know that I have to talk to my family. I know that I need to eat something healthy. I know I need to talk to my therapist. 
Um, so they always say, and I always think this is dead on right. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Now, if you're me, you know that I, I kind of just, <laughs> but most people do take care of their car. Most people do that. That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat our brains that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. And this is something that I wish I knew in my 20s, you guys. I wish that I knew that I had to take care of this as much, if not more, than taking care of my body. So there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. Oh my God, power naps sounds amazing. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, BetterHelp is great. It's excellent. There's so many reasons why, but a couple that I can think of right off the top of my head is that you can do this on your computer. You don't have to be sitting in traffic. You don't have to be around people. That's some one of the things is like, you know, that thing of like, oh man, working out, I got to go to the gym. But once you're there, you're happy you did that. With BetterHelp, that even takes that pressure off. You can just sit right down in front of your computer. It's still going to be hard to get to your computer, but you know what I'm saying? They make it easy. They do. And you're going to talk to somebody that is potentially going to help you with what you're dealing with in your life. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's also, and this is huge, much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So this is great. So bad, it's good listeners. Get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And, uh, it really does help the show when you guys actually just go check this out. I think it's actually well worth checking out regardless, but just betterhelp.com forward slash so bad and check it out for yourself. I think you're going to be really glad that you did. Now, our next one, uh, I've been using this now for the last month and a half, and I got to tell you, I'm very regular. <laughs> um, okay, so this is our friends over at Just Thrive. Um they say, thanks to our modern world, it's impossible to cut out all stress, right? From turning on the daily news or your daily reality show like Love Island to juggling the work-life balance to scrolling through social media, which actually is very stressful, stress is there. The solution then isn't to stop or avoid it, but instead find effective ways to manage it. Just Calm, the brand new product from Just Thrive, represents a revolutionary new approach to uplifting your body, your mind, your soul. Just Calm has been clinically proven in multiple studies to help reduce perceived stress, balance cortisol, improve sleep quality, and even encourage focus and flow. Now, you guys know I keep track of my sleep, and I want to tell you I logged my best week of sleep last week at 7.5 hours. It was like 7, 7 hours and 37 minutes I averaged a night last week. That's huge for me. Um, and for unbeatable stress management, I've been pairing this. They sent me Just Calm with Just Thrive spore-based probiotic. And here's why. So we've all heard the term gut instinct or the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. So your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. A healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health health. It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. By giving your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs to thrive, Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. 
And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. Right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SOBAD at checkout. Um, so please check that one out as well, folks. Uh, it's another one that I am using and I am loving. Uh, okay. And they hug and sit and was like, I'm okay. How about you? Well, I'm just so congested. Well, it took, it took me a good 21 days. <laughs> oh, really? The server's like, hello, ladies. Welcome to Lemire. And Rena goes, I want the steak frit <laughs> medium well. Who the fuck orders a steak medium well? What kind of... That, by the way, should... If you were a Rena fan, that moment, it should have been completely over for you. You'd be like, what? She ordered a steak... Like, medium... Medium... Medium rare, motherfucker. Or medium. Like, what are you talking about? So Rena's like, I want a steak frite. <laughs> and do you have a glass of rosé? That's what I like to have. And son's like, well, I'll do the salmon. Could we get some bread? And then she goes, you eat bread, right? And I was like, oh, shit. Is that like a direct shot at Rena? Like, and Rena's like, well, I totally do. Yeah, I don't pass up bread. I've eaten so much bread. Bre- bread uh, tastes like oranges, <laughs> right? Bread. Uh, and then Rena's like, even though I've been told to have a piece of bread at times. And so it's like, you have? And Rena's like, yeah. And then we get a flashback to that iconic scene in 2015 where Rena and Kim were fighting. And Rena's like, your behavior is not okay. And Kim's like, really? Why don't you have a piece of bread and calm down a little? I miss Kim Richards every day of my life. Uh, we flash back to 2000, uh, sorry, so then Sutton's like, in this scene, Sutton's like, well, tell me what's going on with his wine tasting. And Ren's like, well, I'm coming out with the wine, finally. It's going to be Rena Rosé. And Sutton's like, well, that's a cute name. And Ren's like, Rena Rosé and Chardonnay to begin with. And Sutton's like, well, I just want to see the bottle. And Ren's like, well, we're designing it now. It's a whole thing. It takes. And Sutton's like, well, I don't know why you didn't consult with me. Because I, I have. I didn't. And Ren's like, I don't need to. And Sutton's like, well, because I have really good taste. And Ren's like, well, I know you do, but I don't need to because I have good taste too. <laughs> and Sutton's like, well, I do love always having rosé. And Ren's like, you say that. I do. Well, I do. Everybody's like, everybody's like with Rena, my friendship with you, Rena. They're like, why do you like Rena? And I was like, because I like her. And Rena's like, I know. People think I'm always such a fucking bitch. <laughs> and Sutton's like, really? And Ren's like, well, I know people are so fucking scared of me. <laughs> and you tell her girl boners like zoing. And son's like, well, I'm not scared of you. And Ren's like, you are at times. And son's like, just that one time. We get a flashback to two months earlier with the Elton John stupid fucking fight of the century about the, the AIDS fundraiser. With Rena going, you didn't buy a table, so let's be clear about that. And Sutton's like, come on, y'all. It's so unfair. And Rena's like, why is it unfair? You brought it up, baby. You gotta figure it out, because you're the one that started it. Rena goes, you know, I don't want to hold this. I don't want to carry it. There are times when you're infuriating Sutton, and it makes me mad when I think about how much money you have compared to me. And I want to freaking, she goes, I want to freaking strangle you. (laughs) So I will be honest about that. 
But at the end of the day, it's been a while. It's over, right? It was silly. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it. You know that. You didn't say you were sorry. You did. She goes, you did say you were sorry. And so I was like, I did. And Ren said, well, I have to move on now. <laughs> I know I do from it. But we laughed. I went to Kathy's house the other day, and I guess I was still talking about it. She just admits literally to talking. Shit talking Sutton still as of a couple days ago. Sutton kind of winces like, ugh. And we get a flashback to Kathy's Hilton's house with Rena and Crystal two weeks earlier. And when he goes, does Sutton really, like, piss me off like she does Diana and Erica? No, but I'll torture her. <laughs> and she maniacally laughs. Kind of Crystal does, too. And Rennie goes... And that's all I'm doing. <laughs> and then back in this scene, Rena goes, it's kind of fun for me like to torture you. <laughs> I put nipple clamps on you. <laughs> and I got them from Erica Jane in the pretty miss dungeon. <laughs> but this is pretty much Rena admitting she's an asshole. Like this is, this is it. This is evidence. This is Alec Jones, Perry Mason moment. I'm an asshole. We got it on footage. We got it on film. So, uh, son's like, well, at least, you know, that I, at least, you know, I can take it. Son's trying to make a good, you know, some good out of the situation where he's like, well, I think so. Otherwise I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> or maybe I would, who knows? And son's like, yeah. And we're like, well, I think so. Otherwise I probably, you know, I, you know what I mean? I don't think I would. I'm a pussycat. <laughs> and Sun's like, you're kind of like the Grinch. And Rena goes, I'm not like the Grinch. And Sun's like, well, I haven't finished. I am a giver. And Sun's like, wait, let me finish. The Grinch's heart gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And Rena's like, my heart's big. No, for real, it's enlarged from all of the pills I've taken over the years. <laughs> and Sun's like, I know. And Rena's like, I just have a very big mouth on top of having a very big heart <laughs> and really disgustingly big lips. <laughs> Rena just maniacally laughs at this and Sutton rolls her eyes like, my God, well, how did I get in bed with these people? Are you kidding me? It's a new day in Beverly Hills when we pop over to Erica's dungeon while she's getting full glam. Everyone's like, yeah, so it's a rosé party today, which should be fun. I'm glad I can take a break from getting all that dick. And just really enjoy the rosé day. We're at Sutton's house. She's in full hair and makeup process. And she's telling the stylist, well, I'd lunch with Lisa. And the stylist is like, why are you talking to me? And the stylist is like, how are you doing with that? And someone's like, well, you know, I like Lisa. I told her, I was like, I was like Lisa, I like you. And everybody asked me why. And they all laugh. Now we're over Dorit. Dorit is taking a FaceTime call with Diana. Hello, beauty. It's just all these BS compliments we have to do. It, you could cut 20 minutes out of the show just with these compliments and hugs, FaceTime calls, all of this shit. And uh, I like that, you know, Diana's like, hey, beautiful. And Dorit's like, I wish I could hug you. But we're on a phone. Would you hug the phone with me? You're not going to Lisa's. You're still in isolation. Because she has COVID. And, uh, um, oh, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Not Crystal. Diana. Sorry. And by the way, sorry. Diana is still in her like FBI protection outfit. So she's like, hello, beauty. And Diana's like, hi, beautiful. It's me, Diana Jenkins. And Dorit's like, you're not going to Lisa's. You're still in isolation. And Diana's like, it's almost hilarious how much we have done in the last two years to avoid it. It took us down. There's no escaping it. She really made COVID seem way. It's, it's coming after Asher next. It's 
here in my house, COVID. Reed's like, no. And Diana's like, I mean, I hid on a deserted island for two years. I'm like, what? Reed's like, how much are you wishing you could be back there right now? And Diana goes, right away, FBI won't be able to find me. Which is like weirdly foreshadowing. I'm like, what? Like, who brings the FBI into any kind of joke, you know? Like, unless you're dealing with the FBI in some kind of way of like, why did you hide? I mean, I know COVID, but I hid on deserted island. It was me, Asher, four AK-47s, and lots of gold. And my neuro drink. <laughs> and the music studio so Asher could make his shitty music. <laughs> Now we see Erica in a car. She's FaceTiming with Kyle. Erica's like, there you are. And Kyle's like, what are you doing? And Erica's like, I'm on my way to Reynolds. You still in quarantine? And Kyle's like, I'm okay today, but I'm going to give it a couple more days. And Erica's like, yeah, please. What's been going on? Tell me the latest and greatest. And Kyle's like, well, I adopted another puppy. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And we do see adorable pictures of Stormy, the new dog. Kyle names her dogs after weather conditions and earth things, River, Luna, Bambi. And Erica is like, well, let me know when I can come meet your new puppy because he looks adorable. And Kyle's like, yeah, this week. Come this week. Well, I don't know. I might be getting dick this week. Nah, 24-7 dick. I'll try to. I want to meet your dog, but I might be getting pummeled with sex, penis, and vagina. Kyle goes, have fun. Thanks. Call you later. And the son is in a car service on the phone with Crystal. Like, God, it's so... And she's like, hey, sicky. And Kyle's like, Chris was like, hey. And son's like, well, I thought I'd swing by and pick you up. And Chris is like, oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha. And son's like, well, I keep offering to bring you soup and stuff. You keep saying no. And Crystal goes, I've gained five pounds. Who cares? I know. It's just like lying here just eating. Well, you're going to be fine. Just take care of yourself. That's all you can do, and I'll give you a full report. Well, thank you, son. Well, feel better. Rest. Bye. Now we're at the Hamlin house. Harry, who I love. I adore. It's so conflicting not liking Lisa but loving Harry. Harry is helping to set up wine glasses. It's like this guy makes a beautiful table. Lisa's blowing leaves with the leaf blowers. He's like, I got the leaf blower. <laughs> Harry, you do all the work. I'm just going to blow leaves. <laughs> She's in this um, black and white Fendi jumpsuit getting ready for the rosé wine tasting party. Lisa goes, I could blow all day long. <laughs> Classic blowjob joke out of Lisa. Classic. So sexy. So hot. So Erica Jane, but it's Lisa. Um, Sheree arrives first and thanks her driver for the service. She's in a long taupe sweater dress and matching beret with gold studs. Lisa greets her at the door. Welcome. Welcome to our home. <laughs> She's like, how are you? Thank you. It's so lovely. Lisa's like, we're serving mixed drinks with the wine you're going to be tasting. This is the key tequila version. Um, and then Maggie, Rinna's wine business partner, pops out of nowhere. And she's like, tell Sheree what you're thinking for the names. And Rinna goes, Renatini, Renatini, Renatini. And she goes, Renatini. And Maggie goes, Renatini, yeah. And Rina goes, Renatini, that's right, Renatini. <laughs> Sutton arrives dressed in raspberry colored pants and cream ruffled blouse and jacket. Hello, leather pants. <laughs> and Sutton's like, well, these are wax denim. Come on. Rina's like, okay, well, I don't care. You look cute. <laughs> Sutton's like, well, thanks. You look adorable for a demon. 
And Rin is like, welcome. Dorita's next dress, she's like a dress for a walk in Central Park on a brisk day. Looks perfectly put together in black with a touch of yellow. And Dorit's like, this is three years in the making, your rosé. And Rin is like, three years in the making. Three years in the making. Three years in the making, baby. That's actually the exact dialogue. But I also love the thought of Rinna went to Provence, came up with Rinna Rosé, and then ever since, she's been in the lab just testing grapes, squeezing grapes around Harry's balls and trying to find the right mixture, the right taste for Rinna Rosé because she's so passionate about wine. And it's like, no, she just signed her name and it's like it took three years for this company to put it all together. And, you know, Lisa went in for probably so a couple of, meetings where she's like what what are you guys doing and they're like well we have this one oh i don't care about that i'm talking when's the check come <laughs> sign it over baby <laughs> um so erica arrives and head to toe pink rose jumper and 120 pumps i don't even know what that means juliana i'm guessing is that the price of the pumps or is that the name of the pumps and uh we're gonna go show rose your outfit i love it erica's like i dressed up like a human rose I love it. Erica to Dorit. Well, I haven't seen you in so long. It feels like forever. Erica to Shrey. How are you? Erica to Sutton. Moi. Rina to Erica. What would you like to drink? Erica makes a grumpy face. Whoa. She goes, like a chamomile tea or something lame like that. Because I can't drink me, me. And she's like, well, I think it'll warm you up, though. I promise it will. And Erica goes, what's that? Well, it is. And she's like, well, there's tequila in it. And Erica's like, excuse me. The last time I saw you, I was getting in a lot of trouble. And she's like, what did I do? What did, what, did, what did I do? And Eric's like, nothing. You're just a witness. You did nothing. What happens is you're not supposed to drink on medication that I take. And I do. I'm on Lexapro. Dorit and I talking to her. Listen, I was there to bear witness to how Erica behaved at Godsell's party. And we get a flashback to six weeks earlier. Great. Eric's like... What are you doing here? And Jade's like, I'm here to get mom's flowers from the party. Get the fuck out of here! And Dorit's like, he's getting the flowers for his mama. <laughs> I want a hug. Can we hug Erica? He's getting the flowers for his mama. And Dorit in the talking to the head goes, and what Garcel mentioned the other night? And we get a flashback to something we just saw 20 minutes earlier about hitting the head. Wait, what? We, we like they think we're such idiot. Dorit and Dagna goes, "I'm gonna make me think now. Do I keep an eye on Erica? The old Dorit. Do I have to keep some Dorit vision on Erica?" And Erica's like, "Uh, it says on the bottle, don't drink. And of course, I do it because I can't read. <laughs> I'm getting dick." Garcelle is the last guest to arrive, always stunning in yellow. It says Balenciaga all over the sweater dress. I'll never understand, like, the like the shit where we're like, okay, it's Balenciaga. You know, why? Why It feels like that's precious space, and you're just slapping the name all over the place. I'd rather have my name. I have Garcelle's name over it. Garcelle says hi, and Erica's like, yellow, yellow, yellow. Reminds me of when somebody peed on me during sex. I have lots of sex. Garcelle goes, can you see me? And Sutton sarcastically says, who makes your sweater? <laughs> and Garcelle goes, oh, I don't know. Shut up. And Sutton's like, what? And they both laugh. Dorit goes, wait a minute. Are you making fun of me? Sorry, wait a second. And Garcelle goes, you know what? Okay. And Dorit goes, sorry, I vaguely remember. Flashback to one year earlier. Dorit is dressed in head-to-toe matching designer wear. And Garcelle goes, Dorit, stand up. 
baby, I'm sorry. It's just too. <laughs> and she's, you know, doing the Dorit fashion show. Grisel in a talking head back then goes, you know, ne- you're never going to go. Is that Louis Vuitton? Because it's screaming Louis Vuitton. Garcelle to Dorit goes, thank you, baby. How are you? You got the yellow memo. Dorit goes, I know, I know. Harry Hamlin pops in for his 15 minutes with the girls. He's like, uh, time, time to make the donuts. Gotta go out there and be a husband. He's carrying a large cup of tea, which he gives to Erica. And he's like, hello, girls. And Garcelle goes, Harry Hamlin. They're all excited. Everybody, Harry's fist bumping people. Harry to Erica goes, oh, my God, what am I What am I shaking here? What is that? Holy Moses. And it's her Cartier Leopard Panther ring, which is, by the way, Harry should be like, oh, uh, you haven't had to give that over for the money for the orphans and widows yet. Good for you. Good for you. Like Everybody should say that out loud in scenes with her. Oh, good. They haven't taken that. You've still got to keep that. Or is that a fake? Is that a is that costume jewelry? Uh, Eric goes, it's something sparkly and yummy. I'm sorry. I'm just not on board with calling any kind of jewelry yummy. I'm not even like any, like, I'm not even fully yummy. Like, take it all. You don't deserve it. You're going to call it yummy? Get out, get the fuck out of here. Harry goes, look at, look at all these pretty girls. I mean, my house is blessed all of a sudden. And, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, fi- finally the house is blessed. He's like, I've uh, lived with Lisa Rinna so long, this house has been cursed, but now it's blessed. Garcelle goes, yes, how are you? Happy New Year again. And Rinna goes, Harry and I did all this because basically everybody has COVID. (laughs) Harry goes, yep, everyone has COVID. And Rinna goes, swear to God, everyone's out. Harry goes, we had no help whatsoever. And Rinna goes, let's be honest, Harry. Harry did it, didn't he? Harry did all of it. And when he goes, Harry did it, okay. Of course, we get a flashback to one year earlier at the famous Bolognese dinner where Harry set the beautiful table. He had a beard back then, remember? And he's like, wow, ciao, Bella. And all the girls are like, this is gorgeous. Oh, my God. And Kyle's like, did you set this or did Lisa set this? I need to know these things. And Harry goes, she did nothing. And when he goes, I did blow the leaves today. And Harry goes, oh, you have a leaf blower? Which I know, I was like, Eric was like, speaking of blowing, i tell you how much dick I'm getting. Talking about leaf blowing, Jane. They should call me Eric and leaf blowing Jane. When he goes, I did blow the leaves, did I not? And Eric goes, yes, you did. And very well, I might add. And Eric goes, she's a good blower. And Rennie goes, I'm a good blower. <laughs> and three goes, we all read in your book. We know about your blowing skills, Lisa Riddell. You guys might be asking yourself, what what book? What what are you talking about, Ryan? What 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 are they talking about in this show? When did Lisa Rinna write about blowjobs? And by the way, this is a family show, but I do want to say we are talking adult sexual themes in this this little bit. The whole show is that. But anyways, I want to share with you guys Lisa Rinna's book. Uh, and for you YouTubers, this is the cover. It's called Renovation. And it's Getting Your Best Life Ever by Lisa Renner. Lisa Renner. And this is exciting because this is, uh, I never, I'm going to read how she, this is a tip in the book that her daughters learned from because we got a flashback scene from this. The seal, this is Lisa Renner's writing, the, the seal in the ring. This is a great technique I learned from Lou. <laughs> Lou was like the sex teacher that came over and like taught these ladies like a Tupperware party. Basically, it's the first and most important step to giving great oral sex. From the 
form the seal by closing your thumb and index finger around your mouth like you're... By the way, guys, do not make memes of me doing this, no matter what you do, by making the okay sign around your lips. Then, with your thumb and forefinger, tighten and release this pressure. This is known as the ring, and it controls how deeply the penis enters your mouth. <laughs> by using the seal and the ring. Oh, maybe I should do it with my Lisa Rinna. By the seal and the ring, you can create a deep throat sensation without taking the entire penis into your mouth. This move also prevents gagging. Continue to let your hands help you. Use your seal and ring hand to twist the shaft. And don't forget... I shit you not, you guys. She goes, and don't forget the step, the stepchildren. <laughs> That's Lou's term for testicles, and they tend to be ignored. With your free hand, fondle or stroke his testicles very lightly. And remember, technique is important, as you don't want to hurt anything. Cover those teeth, ladies. But enthusiasm and willingness are just as important. Your partner's response will give you all the encouragement you need. Didn't her part wasn't part of her partner's response like going to take solo camping trips? He was like, "I'm out. I'm out. Please leave my testicles out of this. Please, Lisa, for the love of God." That's a little. I thought that would be a little fun, you know, because I do have all the classics. This is a great book. Lisa wrote this uh, fun story before she even did Housewives, so it's great. It's a, you know, how to cut the, what you learn from the book is how Lisa got that dancing with the star's body, how to lose weight fast without counting calories, how to be camera ready in just minutes, how to balance work and family while also finding time to take care of yourself, how to destroy friendships by revealing secrets when you should know, plus Lisa's instant lip plumper, <laughs> get concrete injected into your lips. Okay, so um, Cherie goes to, goes, Harry, Harry I want to ask you something. And Renee goes, sorry, Harry, if you had to write a Yelp review about Lisa's blowjobs, and I was like, oh my God, we need to start Yelp reviews for Lisa's blowjobs. Erica's like, that's really good. I love that. She goes, one to five, Harry. Erica's like, Harry, one to five scale. How are Lisa's blowjobs? And Harry's like, you know, I'm a sp uh, spot because I mean, what if I... And Garcelle's like, it better be a 10. There we go. And Sheree's like, why is this not an immediate five? What? And Harry goes, I would say, I would say 10. I would say 10. And Renny goes, shit, <laughs> that took way too long, but all right. And Garcelle's like, you got to drag it out of him. Yeah, Renna, cup his testicles. Don't, don't forget the stepchildren. Dorit's like, that was a lot of pulling, honey. And she's like, where's my cigarettes when I need them? And uh, Harry's like, I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go on a walk. This is fucking ridiculous. Garcelle's like, okay, Kyle has COVID. Kathy was exposed. She's like, Crystal has it. Erica goes, I saw Garcelle the other night. We talked about a lot of different things. We were talking about Crystal. I remember talking to Crystal about an eating disorder. And I asked her if she ever sought professional help. She said no, because she talks a lot about having an eating disorder and what it does to young women. And she brought it up. I'm just bringing that to the table. Why are you bringing that to the fucking table? It went as, like, we're talking rosé, so I figured, why not talk ED, you know? Also, we're supposed to be talking about you and your bullshit. Like, what do you, t what, talk about Sutton. Talk about people that are there. Dorit goes, well, recently uh, we all went to Craig's to eat, and I sat next to Crystal. Beep, boop, 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 boop. We spent over an hour 
And she said, she's okay, but I mean, she told me she's vomiting every day. And Rudy goes, what? She said that? Sheree goes, self-induced, and something's like, she didn't tell me that. Dorit and I talking to her goes, clearly, if she's talking about it to me, it's a sign she needs help. She wants help. I like Dorit was like, she mentioned it to me, so that means she needs help. Nobody tells me anything, so if they do, you know she really means it. And Sheree's like, so she's binging. Erica's like, pungent, binging, pungent. Uh, you know, Erica's all pro. Taking laxatives, put in your butt. That's what I like. Shree's like purging, rather. And Renee's listen, I have a young daughter who went through this when she was 15 years old, and we were already in therapy right away. So my question is, why don't you seek help? Yeah, why don't you get help for that? And Renee's like, when your family knows about it, your husband knows about it. And Erica's like, yeah, you're talking about it on Instagram. And Renee's like, by the way, you have to get help for that. And Dorit's like, no, she talked to me, but by the way, I'm a new friend. And I mean, when she told me some of the things, I was so shocked by what she said. And Renee goes, listen, I know better than anyone. You can't get better unless you get help. That's the truth. That's the truth. And Sutton's like, well, maybe she is getting help. Sutton and I talking to her goes, I don't like it when we talk about one another when the person we're talking about isn't there. Sutton, I love you, man. My love just deepened for you. That is, that's, that, that's the whole point, you guys. This is an actual eating disorder. This is actually serious. Crystal is not there to even talk about this. And we just got revealed very personal information that she didn't tell any of the other girls. When you're saying you're throwing up every day, that's really serious. And it should not be. And then to have Erica and Rina go, well, she's talking about it on Instagram. I, she should be fine with it then. It's like, fuck off. Go fuck yourself, Erica. How much have you been forthcoming about any of the bullshit you've done? And Rena, all you do is talk about other people. Where's the honesty in anything about what you do? It's it, such a disgusting scene. It, it truly was. And so it's like, but, but we, we can ask her what she's doing. And Garcelle's like, we'll talk to her about it. Garcelle and Sutton, dude, they're not even trying hard. They're just, they're winning the season. And I don't even think they're even trying to do that. Sutton's in a talking head goes, oh, I don't know a lot about this eating disorder. I'll say, I'll say, Crystal and I, we, we, we haven't talked about it personally one-on-one, so I want to stay out of it. I don't want to get involved. Rena's like, anyway, yeah, ladies, we're going to move down to the table to the wine tasting. Talk about eating disorder. Let's go taste some wine. <laughs> Come on, sit everybody. Let's do wine tasting. And Garcelle goes, first of all, the bottle's really pretty. Will this be the bottle? It's beautiful. And Harry is back now. He's like, of course. Okay, girls, uh, I'd like you to meet Doug or Wine Guy and Maggie, all from Prestige. I guess that's the wine company. And uh, now the wine is coming around for tasting. Now, I actually trust Harry Hamlin. Like, I actually believe, even in this scene, that he really is getting involved. And, like, Rena, I don't believe, is involved at all. I believe this potentially is probably the third time she's tasted it. But Harry, I actually believe. And by the way, if I wish it was called Harry's Rosé, because then I'd be like, I'll get a case. So Dorit's like, lovely. And Doug, Rena's wine partner, goes, first, we're going to taste the rosé first. And so basically, this is a continuation from the France trip a few years ago. And Erica goes, oh, hey. And she has one sip. And she also left the giant tag on the back of her jumpsuit. She forgot to take it off. I don't know if she's going to return it to TJ Maxx afterwards. Uh, but it says, cotton, the fabric of our lives. JK, it just looks dumb. Uh, Doug continues with his spiel. He goes, it's usually made in the province area, but we make ours in Bakersfield, California. No, no, he goes, it's actually an area called the Mediterranean. And 
Provence is a small region within the Mediterranean. And Ren in a talking head is like, I don't fucking care where it's from. Let me get some money. <laughs> She's like, I'm putting myself in a very vulnerable area. Because listen, these bitches could go hard <laughs> and really tear the wine apart. Have these bitches ever gone hard on any of these shitty products, these housewives? No. Are you out of your mind? So they're all smelling like, ooh, South of France. Oh, my God. It's so good. And they're all just bullshit. And Sunday talking goes, well, this rosé that they made is perfect for me for what i like i like a really pale rose i say i say and i will say sutton really had an opportunity to bash the wine and she didn't and i love sutton even more more for that because she could have taken a cheap shot at this cheap rose and she didn't and i think that's awesome so then they're taking the testing the rose brute these gra- grapes could be Chardonnay. I don't know. And Eric's like, what is this, honey? Wait, I thought, was, I thought this was the Brute. And Eric's like, Brute Rosé. That is Brute, she says. And Garcelle's like, I normally don't like Brute, but this is good. Doug goes, also on the palate, how does it feel? Is it soft? Is it a little creamy? Everybody's being like wine assholes. And Rina, uh, Dorit... Oh, yeah. Garcelle reaches out and actually hits a glass of wine over and spills it on the table, splashing Sutton and Dorit screeches. Rinna's like, (laughs) and uh, Sutton's like, this is wax denim. It'll just roll on off. Garcelle in a talking head goes, we're at a wine tasting. Normally you swirl, you take a sip, you put it down. No one's spitting out the rosé. Nobody has a spit bucket. Harry goes, so is the consensus, what's the consensus on this? And Eric goes, I like it. If I must say, I prefer the rosé. When I'm not getting dick, I love the rosé. Harry's like, well, you know, I'm with you on that. I think we might have a little more work to do. The rosé is perfection, but we need a little bit more work on the brute, you know? Harry seems like a detail guy. Garcelle goes, you're not far. And Dorit goes, no, you're not far. And Rennie goes, I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. Garcelle goes, are you going to feed us? Because I'm already feeling woozy. And and Rennie's like, I have pizza and charcuterie. And Garcelle goes, fabulous. And Rennie's like, so... We're going to come up here. We'll bring the food down. Pizza's made. Harry grew the tomatoes. And Garcelle's like, of course Harry did. Have you had Harry's sauce? We get a flashback to the bolognese. Have you had Harry's bolognese? Um, And I do love that scene from last, you know, when Harry was up with his apron. He's like, we don't stand on ceremony here. We dig in before the rats get it. Um, So uh, Doug and Maggie, the people from Prestige, say goodbye. Harry goes, thank you guys for your input. I'm going for a walk. We never saw Harry Hamlin again. He's still missing, actually. And he's like, I'm I love I'm going for a walk. You can just say you're going. Okay, guys, I'm gonna head out. But like I love that Harry was like, I'm going for a walk. Could you imagine walking around a neighborhood and watching and seeing Harry Hamlin walk? I, to me, I don't know. Just like he seems like such an artist to me. I really love Harry Hamlin. Dre goes, Listen, G, I have a friend and he is into you to Garcelle. And Rudy's like, Oh, you really like that and Dorit goes he really is he's been really asking me for the last couple of years he would love to meet you Garcelle and I was like oh my god is it boy George like I love Lisa when he goes oh wow and Dorit goes he thinks you're probably the most beautiful woman in the world. And Rinna claps, he's into you. And Garcia goes, ah, where's the lie? Rinna goes, where is the lie? Exactly. And Cherie goes, what's he look like, Dorit? Very handsome. And Sutton goes, well, how big is his head? <laughs> and Rinna goes, and how big is his hands? And then Erica goes, how big is his wallet? Let's get down to brass tacks. Does he have a law firm? Is he cheap people out of money? 
And Reed goes, well, he also, you guys, listen, this is not a man who's out on the prowl looking to get laid. No, 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 no. His name is P.K. Kimsley. <laughs> Erica goes, boom. <laughs> and by the way, I don't believe Mauricio would set up a football player with Erica, too, by the way. Um, so uh, Dory goes, okay. And Erica goes, I'm just kidding. No, I am. And Garcia goes, we got a heckler over here. And Erica goes, I already had big head last night. I'm good. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. She had big sex again last night. She goes, you're getting it like that, Erica. I am, yeah, I'm happy to say so. Smell my fingers, Cherie. She goes, woo, she got some last night. Eric goes, I'm having a lot of sex. She literally, that's not even me just ad-lib. That's what, I'm having a lot of sex. She goes, with the same person? What do you mean, person? <laughs> Eric goes, uh-huh. And Drew goes, but if you have sex with the same person over and over again, isn't that considered kind of dating? And Eric goes, no, it's considered sex. Oh, my God. What if it's Tom Girardi still? Uh, Shree goes, you're being serviced. Well. He's providing a service, basically. Right. And I'm providing one back. And Rene goes, <laughs> And Dree goes, so you're not allowed to drink at all, Erica? Because she sees Erica drinking the wine. And Erica goes, huh? You're not, a, you're not allowed to drink at all. And Rene goes, girls. And Erica goes, I can. I can drink. Yeah. And Dree goes, no, I'm saying... She's not having a cocktail. You're not, like, drinking anymore. Dreed in a tiny head goes, I am not judgmental at all about Era, what Erica is doing, but I feel like I need to be a good friend and maybe just recognize, Erica, are you sure you want this? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Or should I just be letting you have fun and let loose? I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Erica takes a gulp of her wine glass, and I was like, oh, something bad is coming. Um... And she, Erica rolls her eyes, and Rena laughs, goes, No, don't worry about what's coming. Nothing bad's coming. <laughs> and Dorit looks like, Hmm. And Rena goes, Girls, come on, we're going to sit here. It's cold. You guys, it's so warm and toasty up here. And Dorit's like, Do we get more Rena Rose up there? And Rena goes, Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> you know, fucking Rena Venmoed all these ladies for the Rena Rose. Everybody, I need everybody to see how you want to split the $15 of Rena Rose. Jose, you, you drank today. When he, uh, so Garcelle goes, Erica Jane, I'd love to speak to you. And Erica goes, what's up? And Garcelle goes, come over here and find out. Oh, okay. And Dree goes, I need to use the pee-pee room if you'll excuse me. Garcelle walks into the backyard, goes, oh, can we go in the sun? And then, oh, no, we'll be right here. Rin is up on the porch and uh, she's telling Shree, have a cookie if you want to have a sweet. And Shree's like, Lisa is so nurturing. I didn't know you were that nurturing. And Rina goes, nobody thinks I'm nurturing. And I am. And she goes, oh, you're very nurturing. And Rina goes, everybody thinks I'm a fucking bitch. <laughs> and she looks at Sutton. And Sutton's like, I do not. And Rina goes, trust me, I rarely get that. I get everything, but I get, you're a cold hard bitch. <laughs> What an amazing thing to always get. Shree goes, well, I see you as a sweet soul. I really do. So Shree's obviously blind, guys. Rinna laughs harder when Shree says that. She goes, I love Shree. Look at her. And she points at Sutton. Look at her. Because when you said sweet soul, she was like, and Sutton's like, I would take that from 10 stars down to five. And Shree goes, because let me say this. We could all get caught up in the bitchy. I love you, buddy. <laughs> so back to Garcelle and Erica. Garcelle goes, so I love our drinks the other night. Yeah. Well, it kind of threw me off when you said Sutton was a liability. We get a flashback to that scene, even though we saw it earlier in the episode. 
And Garcelle says, I didn't get it until I got home. And I was like, what does she mean by that? And Eric goes, I feel you always have to clean up and take care of her. You were very good friends to Denise and very loyal to her. So sometimes you stick up for something and I feel like you don't have to. She puts herself in some hot water. And so Garcelle goes, she does. And I get that. But I also feel like that's what friendships are for. I do also want to point out, puts herself in hot water. Didn't like this. Once again, Erica got fucking shit canned at every fucking party. She put herself in this hot, hot water. Eric goes, some of the things she says are pretty wild. Oh, do you mean like she's getting fucking sex all the time, Erica? Like that kind of wild? Like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't have a gun to put my hand after Doreen had a gun put in my hand. And Garcelle goes, there's no way I'm going to argue with it. That was wrong. And I said it from the beginning. Right. And I've said it to her. Can we invite Sutton to this conversation? And Erica goes, no. Why? Well, why would we? Well, because maybe she'll say something that will change your mind. Garcelle, fucking chef's kiss. Amazing, Garcelle. Erica goes, I don't think that right now is the moment. Yeah, why do it when we're all here together? Garcelle goes, you know, I come from a big family and we kind of have each other's back. So that's what I'm used to doing. Like, do you think I would stand up for you? And Erica goes, I think it would be conditional. But I do feel like you would do more for her than you would for me. And that's okay because you guys are closer. But I don't think you would cut me any slack. And Garcelle goes, you don't think I have? No, I think you've been very clear about how you feel about me, Erica Jane, and everything that happened last year. And I think I've done my best to explain myself and what I'm going through, but I don't think you necessarily believe me. And Garcelle goes, I, I agree with you. I don't know if I believe everything. And uh, she goes, okay. And Erica goes, yeah. Eric and I talking to her goes, Garcelle has a sight set on me. She doesn't want to understand where I'm coming from. She wants to make me the bad guy, but what have I done to you? Then she kind of actually in that part lowers. She goes, she wants to make me the bad guy, but what have I done to you? Absolutely fucking nothing, except, I don't know, you ought to witness my life burn down in front of you. And she squints her eyes. So judgmental. And so they finish that conversation. Let's get out of here. It's cold. Go up to Rinna. And uh, Rinna's like, it's warm. There's food, cookies. Sit your ass down. Ooh, would you like another drink of any kind? Uh, and Rinna kind of had a sarcastic tone in her voice. Like she has a chip on her shoulder. She's, you felt like Rinna was really wanting to make something happen here. And I don't know if that's just a mixture of the wine and ego or what it is. But Rinna was like bouncing off the walls. Sutton basically to Erica um, says, well, I don't like that I've been called a liability, Erica. As a friend, I don't like that at all. We see a, now a side scene 20 minutes earlier with Garcelle saying to Sutton, I'm going to go talk to Erica because she said you were a liability and I want to know why. Me? As my friend, yeah. So we're back in this present day scene after that, all those flashbacks. I love how they just can't tell a straightforward narrative. They need to go back, forward, back, 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 forward. So he goes, you know what? If you felt like that, Erica, you can tell me that. I'll say, I'll say, don't tell her that. So why, why am I a liability as a friend? And Eric's like, because she has to clean up for you. She supports you for all that stuff that you do. And son's like, well, that's what a friend does. It's called being a friend. Is it? Yeah. And Eric goes, goes, like, you know how you get, like, so there was me last year, there was Diana, and there's you, pointing to Rena this year, so you can get in these little spats with everybody, and she's constantly there to support you and defend you. And so it's like, well, yeah, and that's called being a friend. And Garcelle goes, why do you guys make me feel bad because I'm a loyal friend? I'm not. 
Garcelle goes, and why is that a bad thing? What I'm saying is when you support her when she falls out with one of us, yeah, it's you guys give her some room, you guys. Don't be so hard. Yeah. Erica, she goes, she went tit for tat for you and points to Renna. And Garcelle goes, and what did she do? Erica goes, the Elton thing. Elton John. And Rena's like, yeah, yeah, Elton John. We get a flashback to four months earlier and watch what happens live where something's like, Harry and Lisa both came. I'll say, I'll say, I invited them to the Elton John AIDS gala and they came with me as my guests. And Andy's like, okay. And Sutton's like, I never got a thank you, I'll say, I'll say. And the audience is like, ooh. And Erica's like, Lisa did you wrong with that sauce, pointing to Garcelle. So I'm going to come in for you. And Sutton's like, well, I didn't do it on purpose. These really are two different things. This wasn't about the bolognese. I'm, you know, guys, it's really fucking ridiculous. This Elton John, it's fucking redonkulous, man. Like, the fact they want to make a meal out of this? Like, Rena, like, really? Just, like, it, it's hysterical, and it makes Rena and Erica look so weak because it's not even good enough to hang your hat on. You know what I'm saying? Like, pick something real to be upset about. Er, um, Erica's like, uh, You're saying they're two different things because you never tried to embarrass or hurt anyone through your support of her. She did, pointing to Sutton. Drigo's, do you go on national television? And, and Rena goes, and fucking fuck them? Humiliate them? Rena says humiliate. Rena says the word humiliate. Son goes, well, I had no idea the capacity of hurt it was going to ensue. I watched Watch What Happens Live that night live, and I was like, oh, funny. Like, I wasn't like, holy fucking shit. But I also do know that Rena likes to get on red carpets for everything and begs for free shit everywhere, so it didn't surprise me. Rena goes, it hurt me. It hurt me. Sounds like, it it did not. And Rena goes, it hurt me. And Erica goes, and it hurt Harry. And Rena goes, yeah, it hurt Harry. There's a reason why you want to hurt me. There is. And you got to figure out what that is. Rena, like, literally, are you speaking to yourself? Like, Rena, you want to hurt Sutton. This is so ridiculous. And Erica's just sitting tall, like, Cheshire cat. She's like, yeah. And Rena's like, think about it for five fucking seconds, Sutton. And Sutton's like, well, I don't think we need to cuss like that while you say it. That seemed angry. And you're the one angry at me, not the opposite. And Rena does a big sigh and drops over. And Erica goes, <laughs> Shree covers her eyes. And Sutton goes, well, I mean, so we've, we've talked about forgiveness then. But it doesn't sound like you're forgiving me. Because remember, they had that scene earlier in this episode where they, they were talking about saying sorry and shit. And Rena goes, Sutton, Sutton. And Sutton's like, well, I did it in a flippant moment. It was not a flipping. It was it was a flipping. You know, Lisa, you're very funny because our lunch went very differently than right now. We get a flashback to one day earlier on a scene we already fucking saw. You shouldn't have done that. You know that. You did say you were sorry. I did. And I have to move on now. Yeah. And Sutton goes in this back to this scene goes, and I knew you had, you know, an audience. Yeah. You think I'm going to play it? Yeah. No. I can't, I'll say, I'll say. It's not about me. You did it. I can't help you, I'll say, I'll say. Erica's rolling her eyes, egging Rena on, and Rena goes, You did it. 
forgive me. I can't. <laughs> well, I want you to because I do like you. You do like me? I do. And Rinna mocked Sutton in the southern accent right there. She goes, you do like me? I say, I say. And Cherie is kind of laughing, like, what the hell is going on? And Sutton's like, well, I think you are not, you're a nice person some days. You know what? No. And Sutton's like, what am I supposed to say? Well, by the way, you didn't respect me. You don't actually, I most certainly do respect you, I say, I say. When I'm talking, I goes, I don't know why this bugs me so much. Because there's still some injustice to it. Oh my God, she's up on her high horse on this, guys. It's so gross. It's still Sutton not being honest about why she really did it. Sutton plays dumb. She knows exactly what she's doing. It's very, very frustrating. And I'm like, Rena, you're the one that's fucking cold and calculated. What are you talking? Literally, do you hear the bullshit coming out of your mouth? It 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 slays me. I love that Sutton's like a master. She she went on. Watch what happens live with a plan to embarrass me with Elton John involved. And Rena goes, I've told you, I have talked. Well, you were very different at lunch. You went a lot nicer. Why, I've talked so fucking nasty behind your back. Rena says, I've talked so fucking nasty behind your back. And Garcelle mutters, okay. And so goes, well, you told me that you did. Now it's going to come hard. And Sutton's like, you told me you did. And I got started to get scared. I was like, is Rena going to be like, Erica Holder? And then Rena's going to like fucking beat her up or something? We get a flashback to three. Three months earlier with Erica, Rena goes, don't fucking come for me on national television with your fucking bullshit. Sorry. Yeah, she picked the wrong bitch. <laughs> like evil stepsisters. Then we get a flashback to Kyle two days earlier where Rena's like, I'm not thrilled with what Sutton did about the charity thing. I mean, how stupid is that? She should have kept her fucking mouth shut. I mean, it really is insane. I know the intensity of the voice is even more insane, but her intensity in this scene is true narcissism. And uh, we get a flashback to one month earlier of Rena calling Sutton. Well, that's narcissism. That's just being narcissistic. And Diana going, I think that she's like even a grade up from that. I'm going to go to my island to escape from FBI. <laughs> Rinna talking head goes, if Sutton said to me, you know what? I did this out of spite, Lisa. I wanted to hurt you because you hurt my friend Garcelle. I think I would move past it. First off, you fucking wouldn't. Second off, Rinna, you fight with everybody on behalf of Erica or some bullshit. Like, oh, what? Of course she wants to. You're an idiot. Rinna goes, listen, I wanted to drag you. I'm going to torture you. And so it's like, and you apologize for it. Back to the flashback one day earlier. I'll be honest with you, Sutton. There are times when you're infuriating and it makes me mad when I think about it. And I want to freaking strangle you. So I'll be honest about that. Like when it's actually threatening physical violence, that's horrible. So it's like, well, at lunch, when you said, I talk really, when I talk really badly about you and I'm sorry for that, I was angry. Did I say I was sorry? And she goes, did I say I was sorry for it? Yes, you did. She did say she was fucking sorry. Now Renny's like, eh. And then Renny goes, okay, so I'm sorry for a bit, but it happened. And I feel it. And the truth is that the fact that you... And Sun's like, you know what? You talk, I say, you talk out both sides of your mouth. And then Renny's like, well, so do you. No, I don't. And then Renny's like, 
uh, you know what? Fuck you. Like says, fuck you. And Erica even made, hmm. Erica looks like, hmm. and uh, I don't know why she is like this. Erica, literally, girl boners ever. When it goes, you know what? Get out of my house. If you're going to talk like this, you should leave. And the camera goes around and shows everybody's mouth like wide open because it's ridiculous. Like Sutton didn't, Rinna started this whole fucking shit. And we're like, you get out of my house now. I would love Rinna to get out and Harry's just outside walking. And I'm like, he's like, I don't want to go back in there ever. Rinna goes, is everyone clear? No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, no, sorry. And then in a talking head, son goes, well, the soap actress in Lisa never leaves her body. You would take an exorcism to take the soap actress out. Which is so dead on. What a smart comment. And also, I do want to see a movie of, like, an exorcist movie where we do try to take the soap act up. Like, on the power of Christ, I compel thee. Get out of Lisa Ritter. Your mother sucks hard at all. Get out of Lisa Ritter. Get out of Lisa. <laughs> you are never coming out. <laughs> Um, so Rinna is talking loudly. She's like, come after me as much as you fucking want, but do not bring up my children or my husband, period. End of story. I, I feel like I'm going insane. Sutton did not bring up her children or her husband. And so Sutton's like, okay. And then Rinna goes, and if you do, I'll come for you till the end of days. If you come for my husband and kids. And then she screams, I will fucking let you down! I will fucking... (coughs) Sorry. I will fucking hunt you down. And it's quiet. She exploded. And she did this hand motion, like like she had flipper. Flipper instead of hands. Flippers like... And Rena goes, is everyone clear? And Garcia's like, yeah, we're clear. And Sun's like... Well, is that a threat or a promise? It's a fact. Erica drinks it all in. Just like her glass of wine, she's swirling, opening up the bouquet of the rosé. And Garcelle goes, no kids allowed. And so it's like, no kids allowed. And Rudy goes, no husbands. If you're not clear, ask me more questions. <laughs> but I think I'm clear. Can I point out also the insanity of this? No kids when Garcelle literally Erica wanted to fuck one of the kids and told the other one to get the fuck out. So no kids, right? Should Garcelle be hunting down Erica until the end of days? So completely ridiculous. Uh, and Sun's like, you know, you could only apologize. So I can only apologize so many times. And Rena goes, I know, I understand that, and I'm sorry that I humiliated you. Remember, Rena said the word humiliation earlier and son's like and i'm sorry that i humiliated you then and that was so key because rena goes rena takes it in he goes well a hundred percent rena goes you tried to humiliate us but you humiliated you and she can't say the word humiliated she's like you humiliate humiliate you humiliate. You did not humiliate either one of us. Okay. In my drunkenness. <laughs> so uh, Rena's like, <laughs> in my drunkenness, 
you did not. <laughs> and she's like fully insanely laughing. She's like, I'm drunk. <laughs> I can't say humiliate. <laughs> but I'll say it. You tried. But you didn't, because you looked like a fucking fool when you did it. <laughs> you humiliated yourself and me, Harry, and the charity tenfold. Get ready. Get ready for that. That is the truth. <laughs> That's true. I love how Ren is basically saying, you ruined the AIDS French. You ruined the AIDS fundraiser, Sutton. You made a damn idiot of yourself and me and Harry Hamlin. Nobody even fucking would know this, but don't you think Rinna's making herself like, and all of this embarrassing and making it's embarrassing for Harry, embarrassing for the foundation. It's completely ridiculous. Lisa has fully lost the plot. Lisa, I know we've not always seen eye to eye, but get back to some kind of status quo. I know there's a real person in there. I do. Let's see a little bit of it. You're going way too hard, way too hard. It's becoming ridiculous. Do not become a caricature of yourself. Please don't do this. You can just do good, normal, you know, like probably your acting teachers used to say, stay grounded, do less. Stay grounded, Lisa, do less. You're doing way too much. It's making you and Erica look like fucking idiots. Like, honestly, you, you truly have lost it. Like, truly, it's just weird. It's weird. And then you went on Watch What Happens Live, you guys, which we'll talk about a little bit on Monday. Because it was even just even worse. It was just such idiocy. She needs and craves attention so bad, but I don't think she knows how to be a real person. So, next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and it's like, beautiful baby! And PK's like, have you got a picture of the before? Let's have a look. He's getting dead dental work done he's like big got big fake caps on and he's like imagine what a catch i am now oh me and mauricio going out two pussy hounds <laughs> and then we have a scene with sutton and crystal going oh well, i don't know if the concern was grave concern or and crystal's like are they judging me because i have an eating disorder <clears throat> then we have a scene with three going shh and there's a dark stage with someone about to play music and eric's like what is it what's happening and kyle's like no way you're lying to me kathy's like who the hell is that? Is that Kyle up there? And Kyle's losing it. She's like, oh my God. And by the way, Juliana, you think you know who it is? Why didn't you put it in the notes? I think it's got to be like Foreigner or some 80s band that she loves. Um, I hope it's not Asher again. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Asher. What up, ladies? It's me, Asher Monroe. You ready to get funky tonight? Who? Uh, you get off this stage, Miss Erica Jane. This is Asher's stage. Who? Uh, by the way, I do hope whoever it is that is playing, Erica wants to get up there, too, and sing along with them. And then we have a scene at this party, Rinna crying on Erica, like, I'm in a lot of pain, you guys. I'm doing the best I can, and I don't know how to do it. And she's sobbing, but I don't see any tears in her eyes. But there's a shot of Kathy with a tear in her eye. So another intense episode next week, you guys. Uh, guys, this is uh, this is it. I'm going to tap out. I feel horrible. I feel really tired. I hope some of this made you laugh or made sense. I think this is potentially a weak one for uh, not a, this wasn't a great one for me, but uh, it was tough week. So I hope you got some laughs out of it and I will, uh, next week's going to be a way better week of podcasting for me. This was not my best week of podcasting, but I hope you guys have the best weekend ever. We always say this at the end of the, the Friday shows is go out, eat good food, drink good wine, water, soda, rosé, whatever you drink, spend time with family, spend time with your kids, uh, call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, go see a movie, watch a TV show, spend some time alone. You don't have to do all of these things, by the way. Read a book, dance, do everything. Uh, try to find something that you really appreciate about life and unplug a little bit. 
And then I'll see you bright and early on Monday. And we're going to do this. uh, We'll do a week all over again with the Pop Culture Roundup. We'll have some Patreon episodes coming out this weekend. And that's it. Thank you so much for all your kind words about my mom this week. Um, It truly is. I could never have imagined being a part of a community like this. So love you guys, except for Lisa Renna and Erica Jane. I'm getting dick. You want to get dick, right? Let's get dick. Bye. Betches.